Hear me and rejoice. You have been saved by Harmless Phosphorescence. everyone, this is Thoreau Smiley. I'm from space and I came here to steal a necklace from a wizard. Who's joining me this week? I'm Josh CC and my Ben and Jerry's flavor is chocolate covered chichis. <laughs> I don't want another single pop culture reference out of you for the rest of the trip, you understand? I'm Brian Lash. I'm like a pirate had a baby with an angel. I'm Alaric Weber. <laughs> you are Al. And this is a harmless phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by our patrons. Patrons like executive producers Atticus Burkett and executive producer uh, Michael Beckwith. You can be a patron too. Just go to patreon.com slash harmlessentertainment. We got bonus content there. We got Star Wars miniseries, holiday shows. Um, we've got uh, music that comes out every week, music shows, and our monthly movie for May has been chosen. The year was 1982. Whoa. And the movie we are going to watch from that year is Beastmaster. Yeah. Yeah, Beastmaster. Oh, yeah. It's all about the ferrets, man. Um, yeah, that's that's gonna be a fun one. I don't think I I don't think I've watched that since the '80s, so that's gonna be fun. Um, I have it's been a while. Um, I have, it, but not. It's it's yes, it's been a while, but it is still fun. Um, <laughs> maybe it's just because I watched it so much as a kid. Yeah, that I still find it fun, but it's fun. It Plus, is. It's a, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun episode. That's on patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. Buck a month is all you need to get started watching our monthly movies. Um, a little bit more gets you a whole lot more content. So head on over there. Check it out. This week, though, on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are watching Avengers Infinity War. To bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles. That they never could. Fences and get this man a shield. Find a 
isn't something one considers when balancing the universe. But this <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Infinity War, hot dog. Um, <laughs> I like right out. I want to point out right off the gate that they were lying to us in that trailer about the number oh, of yeah, infinity man. stones in the gauntlet, about Hulk being in Wakanda, um, all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah. So, all right. Uh, Infinity War was released April 27th, 2018. It had a running time of 149 minutes it cost 400 million dollars to make and promote and it made 2 billion 48 million dollars at the box office so there was some return on investment there a little bit yeah um i just i i right off the bat want to say that i love this movie it is one of my it's one of my it's one of my favorite movies in general. It's definitely in my top five favorite MCU movies without question. It's it's I love this movie. Um, I have a ton of unanswered questions, and I will be going into them because there's there's some stuff that well, I'm here for makes it. very little sense. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, a couple things. Yeah. Well, I mean. Within the oh, I'm right there with you. Okay, I have a big one that's still in my craw mm. to this day in the MCU. But, right, we're get there. Yeah, we, we gotta will... pace ourselves. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, um, it made a lot of money, and that means it's time for us to do the box office top ten game. This is the game where I will read the uh, dis- box office mojo descriptions of all the movies released April or that were in. The top 10 of the box office, April 27th, 2018. And the guys here are going to try to guess what movie I'm describing based on that description. You ready to play the game, fellas? Whip. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's jump into that glizzy. Here we go. At number 10. (laughs) You started with hot dog. (laughs) All right. Mark your bingo card. Uh... At number 10 for the week of April uh, 27, 2018. A couple offer a romantic weekend in the mountains are accosted by a biker gang. <laughs> Is this 1956? Um, alone in the mountains, Bray and John must defend themselves against the gang who will stop at nothing to protect their secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is the first I'm hearing about this movie. I don't know. <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing about this. It stars Omar Epps and Paula Patton. Yeah, weird. The tagline was, refuse to be a victim. I got no guesses. It, uh, in the mountains. The people went to Infinity War. Yeah, it's yeah. called Traffic with a like, K. 
T R A F F I K. Did they stumble upon some bikers who were trafficking something? I would assume so. Yeah. Um, Context. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, at number nine at the box office this week. When the creator of a technology dies, he makes a challenge to the users to find a hidden prize, which will give them fortune and control of uh, his company. Stan Lee's No Ready. Prize, the film. <laughs> <laughs> Ready Player One? Yeah, Ready Player One. Steven Spielberg. Um <laughs> Yep. Uh, yeah, that uh, I read the book. I haven't. I actually haven't seen the film yet, but I read the book. It was fine. I don't know. I read like it read like a, a really in depth like Reddit post. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. it, it has an incredible uh, shining sequence in it. The film. I haven't read the mm. book, but uh, there, it is one of my favorite reinterpretations of the Overlook. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I really want to get around to it someday. If we ever get to 2018 on the uh, uh, monthly movie, that's probably going to be my my uh, yeah. nomination because I haven't yeah. seen it and it looks crazy. And the book was fun. So, all right, that is number nine, number eight on our box office top ten game. Three parents try to stop their daughters from losing their virginity on prom night. I assume it's called prom night. It's not. No. Boner killer three. The legend of dong slayer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Glizzy returns. Um, Is it like uh, dad's gun on the table? So it's, 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 it looks like HPV. We got Mark Wahlberg and John Cena. In the lead here. Oh and my god! I, that's I remember. Much. One or the other. That's yeah. I remember this trailer, but I don't remember the name. It's oh, it's called that. Blockers. And oh, and closer than I thought. Yeah, and the 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 logo has a a rooster, the silhouette of a rooster above the word blockers. Oh, yeah. oh. chicken blockers! I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, it cuts down on avian bird flu. Yeah. That's Chicken right. blockers. That's right. They're doing the right thing. Lizzy blockers? <laughs> yes. Lizzy blocker. See? That sounds like a product of some kind. Glizzy blocker. <laughs> yeah. It's an umbrella. Uh, um, at a neurotransmitter. <laughs> uh, at number seven this week. A harmless gang among a group of friends turns deadly. <laughs> When someone or something begins to punish those who refuse to participate. I'm sorry. Are you called a gang? If you're harmless, are you not an no. organization or a charter of some kind? Or like the Boy Scouts or whatever? No, it was a harmless game, not a harmless gang. Uh, <laughs> a gang. Oh. Harmless, yeah, a harmless gang, too. No, a harmless game among okay. friends turns deadly when someone or something begins to punish those who refuse to participate. Oh, who wants to guess? I have a guess. It's a refuse oh, to participate. It's a Blumhouse Ouija. Ouija board or something. Ouija. No, but it's kind of like right. it's kind of like Candyland. <laughs> <laughs> think of think of a game that doesn't require any sort of uh, board or equipment. Twister. 
Bloody Mary. No, that, That's a Bordana Spinda. Yeah. Bloody Mary. Not, uh, I mean, yeah, your, your eyes are getting there. Truth or dare. Yes! It's truth or dare. Blum, oh, oh. Blumhouse is truth or That's dare. That's not harmless. No, it's... I bet babies were made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truth or dare is wild. <laughs> when you're like... Potentially. When you're, when you're 13 years old and like... Oh, the, yeah. Yeah, it's like truth. I don't know a lot. <laughs> yeah, dare. I'm terrified. Yes. Right. I love the dares that are always like, "I dare you to eat dog food," and it's like, huh, "That's not what this game's for, <laughs> asshole." <laughs> I know exactly. Gross out. We've got a co-ed group of like preteens here. You know what we're about. Come on. I know. It's really. Um. All right. <laughs> yeah. Dare me to feed her dog food. <laughs> Yeah, do dog food shots out of her navel. <laughs> what? Dog food shots. Spring break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at number six this week. Ooh, dog. Um, when <laughs> bless my glizzy. Um, when a border dispute <laughs> arises between the U.S. and Canada. A group of law enforcement are tasked with establishing a station in the disputed area. What? This sounds like a comedy. It is yeah. a sequel to a uh, to a uh, comedy uh, classic. Oh, classic. Okay. Well, classic. No, no. More. I say classic, Alice. You're, I think you're probably oh, thinking okay. too far back. Okay. <laughs> like I'd say modern classic or a cult classic. So I, I'm thinking of that one where uh, um, John Candy. Uh, nope. Stadium Bacon. Yeah, no, no, definitely not that one. Okay. That was a Michael Moore movie, actually. Yeah. It's only fiction. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, this this is, yeah, it is. This is a sequel. Um, it's a group of uh, people that make movies together. Is this an Adam Sandler no, production? No, no. It's a group of people that make good movies together. <laughs> Um, <laughs> generally good, not always. Um, was it the makers of Super Troopers? Yeah. Oh, Broken Lizard. That oh, would make this, this movie. Oh, Super, Super Troopers, Troopers Two. Super Troopers Two. Yep, you got it. 2018. I feel like that was more recent. Oh, well, 2018 well, that, was two years ago, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Exactly. That was also stuck in like uh, development hell for a really long time. They had to kickstart it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Arizona studio. Yeah, there was like five years where it's like we basically made the movie, but we can't distribute it to enough people to make money off of it. So please, I think their best movie is their second one, Club Dread. I think that's yeah, I Club Dread movie. is amazing. Oh, yeah. Club Dread is crazy. Uh, it hits on a lot of different levels. Yeah. Um, all right, so son of a son of a bitch. <laughs> At number five. For the box office of uh, April 27, 2018, uh, an African prince is uh, sent into exile by a uh, relative who takes over his throne. Black <laughs> Panther. <laughs> or the Lion King. Or the Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> the Huey P. Newton story. Or the Lion King. <laughs> yeah, it's Black Panther. Um Still, in, like, at number five still. Like, I wonder if it got a bump because of this. Like, if people saw it that mm, week. 
in anticipation of Infinity War. Like, I want to sit in the movie theater for five hours. Uh, well, wait, yep. no, actually, no. I am one it, of those people. It dropped from last week. Last week it was at number three. So, wow, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's competing against itself almost at that point. Well, yeah. I mean, and it yeah, there's no it also made over a billion dollars itself. So 2018 yeah. was a good year for Disney. Um, anyways. <laughs> Can you yeah. think of one that wasn't, though? <laughs> yeah, right. Since, night, since Snow White. Well, yeah. I mean. No, I'm kidding. They're, they're, In the mid-80s. And, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, the mid-70s to the mid-80s were pretty rough. But, you know. Um, well, I. I think they stayed afloat. Yeah, they, they oh, made yeah. it. Um, so, <laughs> at oh I, I just thought since since we were talking about it, I just thought I'd mention again that Black Panther came out in February, um, and this uh, was April. Yeah, it's in its eleventh week at this point, yeah. which is staying power you don't see very often anymore. Um, Indeed. Yeah. In and out. So it's right. wild. And we won't go on that tangent, but we were talking about DeSantis and wanting to dissolve uh, Disney World. This movie made more money than that civic debt, municipal debt that they owe. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> they hilarious. had two movies in 2018 that both made more money than that. Yeah. <laughs> two. Florida, Florida needs a still cinematic universe. It. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they do. It's called Reddit. <laughs> or Jan. Uh... So, all right, uh, at number four this week, when three different animals become infected with a dangerous pathogen, a primatologist and a geneticist team up to stop them. Madagascar oh, four. Planet of the Apes with uh, James or Dave Franco? No? Nope, nope, nope. No, that was like 2014 or something, the first one. Um, um, apes are popping. <laughs> um, there is an ape, but there's not just an ape. This Lizzie is a Gorilla's video game. This is a video game movie. Oh, Rampage. Rampage. Uh, oh, that's right. With The Rock. The Rock, yeah. yeah. Mr. The Rock. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, yeah. At number three this week... Um... Oh, this is some counter-programming. A woman struggling with insecurity wakes from a fall, believing she is the most beautiful and capable woman on the planet. Her new confidence empowers her to live fearlessly. But what happens when she realizes her appearance never changed? So fucking sick. Is this Rebel Wilson? Nope. Amy Schumer. Yeah, is it? Amy, Amy Schumer. Schumer. Mm-hmm. All right. Confidence woman. <laughs> That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Um, that is a good guess. It, oh, we were still guessing. I thought Amy Schumer was. The oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the name of the movie is just <laughs> Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I mean, Mary Hartman. That would Mary be Hartman. Amy Schumer be like effective enough marketing for her because the people who don't want to see her movie aren't going to see it because her name's in it. And yeah, the people who do, who do see it, right? Yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, Amy Schumer, so I like They should have just. They should have just started calling Lena Dunham Project Lena Dunham. So <laughs> yeah. we would know ahead of time. Absolutely. Um, this, um, gorgeous. It's I, yeah, You're kind of along the right track. Yeah. It's called... Bombshell. It's called... Beauty is on the Face. inside. Face blindness. I... <laughs> Shallow <laughs> how. Story. It's the called... Uh, uh, it's called I Feel Pretty. Oh. Yeah. And witty and, witty and gay. And bright. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, at okay. number two this week, um, in a post-apocalyptic world, a family hides from monsters. Quiet place. Quiet place. Yeah. Man, Krasinski getting that money. Yeah. Yeah, he was that that. Yeah, that movie made a lot of money. Um, yeah, there's I guess a prequel coming or a prequel series or something. Really? The, yeah. Well, the the or maybe another a movie, but like it's yeah, it's a it's a was quiet already. It, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a yeah. There is one, and it, I think it is does take place prior to the first movie. So, um, yeah. And at number one. A man collects jewelry. <laughs> I want to wear them while, to the pirate ball. <laughs> while traveling on his vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Infinity War is number one, of course. Um, that does it for the box office top ten game this week, which means it's time for us to look at the comic book background of the Avengers Infinity War. Ow. What Bless do you have out. to tell us about this movie and the things that are in it that are related so, to comic books. I believe we have not talked much about Thanos. No. Oh, the dad titan. Let's talk about Thanos, baby. Let's talk about you and me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thanos was created by Jim Starlin, first appearing in The Invincible Iron Man number 55, February of 1973. Um, Starlin admitted to being inspired by Jack Kirby's New Gods from DC. Dark side, right? But in his original sketches from college, Thanos looked more like the New God Metron. Um, in his first gig at Marvel, Starlin wanted to use Thanos when editor Roy Thomas told him, Beef him up! If you're going to steal one of the New Gods, at least rip off Darkseid, the really good one. Yeah, and there. I mean, every, I'm sure everyone's seen the uh, seen it on the internet. The panel of Thanos being arrested by the NYPD. <laughs> Did he park his helicopter in the wrong place? Yeah, his blimp. The, yeah. What was the name of the one he was originally? New God? Uh, what? Metron. Metron. He, he was another one of the new gods. He's uh, skinnier. Usually flew around in a chair. Um, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, there he is. So, let's see. Thanos was born on Titan, one of Saturn's moons, and he's the son of Eternals Alars and Suisan, brother to Eros, a.k.a. Star Fox. Thanos carried the gene of the Deviants, the cousin race to the Eternals. Uh, his mother attempted to kill him due to his Deviant appearance and a belief that he would destroy all life in the universe. But was stopped by his father. Yeah, so that's in some his, family drama. Yeah. In his school years, Thanos was a pacifist and a loner. Yep. Yet in adolescence, oh. became fascinated with nihilism and entropy, worshipping and eventually falling in love with the physical embodiment of Mistress Death. I mean, I don't he we all? He was on like a field trip. <laughs> <laughs> so he yeah. had a goth phase. He, he was... Exactly. He was on like a field trip or something, and a bunch of his like friends were eaten by lizards. 
And that's like part of what started turning the tide for him. So, all right. Yeah. That well, sounds like a joke. It at, is not. At some point, they were smashing lizards, and that was like what happened to them, too. Yeah. And he would he wouldn't take right. part in smashing the lizards. Um, but that's right. And we see death as a member of the crowd of kids. It's really that's a really I forget which run that was. You know, that's my, that's my more it was my, my, way, way, yeah. My super Very villain modern. origin story is similar, except instead of my friends being eaten by lizards in front of Mistress Death, one kid threw a used condom at my back on a field trip. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were just bloodthirsty from that on. Yeah, because, I mean, because the entire for the re- for the rest of our yeah for the rest of the day, everyone just called me condom. <laughs> <laughs> a, a day is not too bad. Yeah. Okay. As an adult, Thanos augmented his strength and powers through a combination of mysticism and cybernetic enhancements. And calisthenics. Yeah. Yep. Dude's uh, jacked. Chin exercises. Diet. Chin. <laughs> Thanos has the superhuman physiology of the Eternals, including enhanced strength, speed, stamina, durability, and agility. He is nearly invulnerable and immortal. Um, <laughs> nearly. I mean, we're all nearly immortal until we die. <laughs> no, just this Near- I'm nearly immortal. <laughs> I'm almost ready. Um, you might be dead. You might be actually immortal. Um, but uh, let's see. Thanos can project plasma energy. And Thanos is a genius level tactician. Ah. Oh, so not well rounded. That's why it's a little different. Not the tactical whistle? That's the tactical whistle. <laughs> the tactical slide whistle? <laughs> Check. <laughs> We're, I hear we're sending those to Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> Us, the podcast. Um, the, the character's best known role came in the 1991 storyline, The Infinity Gauntlet, the culmination of several previous story arcs, which saw Thanos successfully assembling the six Infinity Gems into a single gauntlet, granting him omnipotence, using them to kill half the population of the universe, all in an effort to earn the affection of Mistress Death. Just trying to get close to that run. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, I do Just have thirsty. to say that that's a much clearer, more, um, more uh, straightforward motivation than we get in that the movie. Yeah, I don't know. It introduces yeah, a whole but other in 2018, aspect. it wouldn't fly. No, yeah, no, and like wouldn't. introducing a new character, the embodiment of death would have been a lot, I think, for people to really chew on. No, I I, I understand why they changed it. I'm just saying, as a motivation, it's a lot yeah, cleaner clear. than yeah. It's what Superman has been operating. Yeah, yeah. Under He's just trying to decades. get laid. <laughs> one woman, one. Yep. Just one. Not just trying to get laid. Yeah. He's trying to get laid by, yeah, by his trying man- to protect, yeah, <laughs> that one manic pixie dream girl of his. Uh, one of the major characters in the Infinity Gauntlet was Adam Warlock, which we did not see in this movie. Uh, he leads Earth's remaining heroes to battle Thanos on uh, an asteroid. 
Yeah, on his his throne, his his asteroid throne. Um, Nebula was a big deal in that um, yep. she actually uh, stole the gauntlet at some point from Thanos, um, and she has her own nefarious motives. I think I read it well, last year or two years ago. But. She stole the gauntlet after Thanos changed her to the the cusp of death. So she's a living corpse thing. Yeah, she's a living yeah. corpse who then has the power of Infinity Gauntlet. So yeah. as a trophy to death. Like here, yeah. keep this in your living room. Like Yeah. It's a really it. messed up story. It. Um the Celestials show up. It's like a big deal. Uh Thanos, uh after getting the gauntlet stolen, Thanos aids in defeating Nebula. And um, the gauntlet finally ends up in Warlock's possession, uh, at which point all of the effects of the gauntlet are undone. And half the universe comes back. There were two immediate sequel stories in the Infinity War and the Infinity Crusade. Um, yeah, I, I didn't want to dwell too long on all that. Um and then other characters, uh, I think the, the four that I thought of, uh, the Black Order. Right. Um, Cole Obsidian, he was based on a character named Black Dwarf, loosely based. Black um, Dwarf? Black Dwarf. Oh, okay. Dwarf Thank with you. With a DW, but yeah. <laughs> I was Dwarf. like, is this Tim Conway in blackface? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So you um, play basketball. Then there's Ebony Maw, Proxima Midnight, and Corvus Glaive. They were all um, of the Black Order, which were the the alien villains who aided Thanos in a lot of his adventures. They all originated in 2013. The, those names oh. are such like a, hey, we're starting an industrial band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These are our new names. Find, find as many synonyms for Black. Yeah, I, I think my favorite uh, name of the four was Proxima Midnight. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, not midnight, uh, but it's near midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Round midnight, a Thelonious Monk reference there. Yeah, at, at the Oasis. <laughs> uh, if our listeners would like to know more about the Black Order, um, it's online. Or visit your, <laughs> lo- your local library. Or, yeah, or visit your local library. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all um, right. I, I just want to say about <laughs> Thanos, because we'll get into this with Thanos, but like his character originally, Thanos' greatest weakness is his hubris. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, and that's shown throughout all of these different comics that, that focus on him as the, the, either the bad guy or even in some certain ways, kind of like this, the protagonist of the story. Yeah. He always I'd... trips over his own glizzy. <laughs> um, <laughs> A, a note that I saw, uh, remembering now, um, a lot of times he would end up failing, um, like causing himself to fail because deep down he didn't feel worthy of success. Well, it's that, a weird that, that, kind that, of aspects to his personality. That hits far too close to home, so we're going to yep. move on. For <laughs> 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 real, Elvis vibe. Yeah. He's got the imposter syndrome. Yeah. A guy who conquers the universe. (laughs) Oh, the imposter. Uh, So, all right. Well, thank you, Al. Um, Yeah. This, um, obviously this is heavily influenced by um, the infinity gauntlet, but it's, uh, 
um, d- differs in many ways. We're going to move on to the production uh, background of the film itself. Obviously, they were planning on Thanos and the Infinity Stones being the major thrust of uh, the MCU, at least for these first three phases, um, as far back as the Avengers, which is when we first saw Thanos. Yep. Um, so uh, this movie was uh, directed by the Russos, written by Marcus and McFeely. We've discussed all of them a few different times. Um, there's really, I don't know if there's anybody new to talk about here. We got RDJ back as Tony, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Mark Ruffalo as uh, Bruce Banner, Chris Evans as Cap, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, Don Cheadle as War Machine, Tom Holland as Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, Paul Bettany as Vision, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff, Anthony Mackie as Falcon, Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, Idris Elba as Heimdall, apparently Thor's new best friend, uh, Peter <laughs> Peter Dinklage as uh, Itri. We last saw Peter Dinklage in uh, the uh, uh, what was it? Apocalypse. No, no. Oh. We saw, Underdog was the first time we saw Peter Dinklage, so we last saw him at not Apocalypse. Um, what was it? What was the one before Apocalypse, the X-Men movie? Um, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past. Yes. Days of Future Past. He yeah. was Trask. That's right. Um, uh, Benedict Wong is Wong. <laughs> Two Wongs make a white. Um, Palm Clementine. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I'm sorry. I'm remember that for the next time anybody gives me shit. I'm so My borderline I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry. Andrew's not Asian. As Mantis. Um oh, that reminds me. Better turn on the chat. Andrea I'm sure is out there <laughs> wanting to tell us things. Things we should probably know about. Um we got Karen Gillan as Nebula, Dave Bautista as Drax, Zoe Saldana as Gamora, Vin Diesel as Groot, Bradley Cooper as Rocket, Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts, Benicio Del Toro as The Collector, Josh Brolin as Thanos. We last spoke about Josh Brolin in um, the, uh, uh, the, what was The cowboy movie? The cat, what was it? That was Jonah Hex. Jonah yeah. Hex. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Chris Pratt as Star Lord, Danny Guerrero as Okoye, Dor- um, Letitia Wright as Shuri, William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross. Um, oh, we can't really make fun of Fona then Hurt anymore. Yeah. Well, oh, that's right. Yeah, he's gone. We want. Yeah, that's right. He uh, hurts no more. Yeah. Um, can't Jake- hurt nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Now that he's dead. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Sorry, yeah. William Hurt fans out there. We're sorry to you two guys. Yeah. We're sorry you don't have better idols to look up to. Uh yeah. So um let's see. We have uh oh god, Jason Jacob Battleon is Ned. Sam Jackson and Colby Smolders back as Nick Fury and Maria Hill. And the new people we have here, um, Terry Notary as Call Obsidian. Um, 
Terry Notary? Notary or Notary? I don't know. Terry uh, Notary? Yeah. Or Terry, Terry Notary? Terry Notary or Terry Notary? I'm not sure which one's better. <laughs> That's a new hashtag, Terry Notary. Yeah. <laughs> um, d- he does a lot of like uh, stunt stuff and mocap work. He's in um, Avatar and Transformers. Um, he did uh, like... He he did he would did a lot of uh, stunt double work on MCU movies prior to actually having a named role. Um, uh, Tom Tom Von Lawler oh, he, as Ebony Ma. What's that? Uh, I I think maybe his biggest role was Kong in Skull Island. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Um, biggest. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> biggest. Tom Von Lawler <laughs> as uh, Ebony Ma. Um, this. Uh, has a lot of stuff people haven't heard of movie-wise, a lot of like uh, indie stuff. And then um, he was in, oh, let's see, he was in Peaky Blinders for a little bit. And the that, oh, that Love Hate show, which is a Irish show. So um, let's see. Carrie Coon as Proxima Midnight. Um, she is probably best known as Nora from The Leftovers. Um, that was she was really good. Oh, okay. Yeah. A few things. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, she was in Fargo too, in the third season of Fargo. She was Gloria. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, That was a cute character. Ghostbusters. Oh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. Afterlife. Yep. Yep. Um, finally saw that. She's a Spangler. Yeah, it was cute. Oh, she mom in that? Yeah. Yeah, I think she is. Um, Michael James Shaw as Corvus Glaive. Um, he's mostly known for being in the that Limitless show. Um, and um, ooh, yeah, Limitless. That was his his biggest thing he was in. He oh, and he was a he had he was on The Walking Dead for a little while. So um, he was uh, um, on three episodes of the Constantine TV series. Uh, okay. Um, just as another superhero cred. Huh. There's another Walking Dead alum in this who's who plays uh, what's his face Red Skull. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And oh. re- as Red Skull, um, they recast. Yeah, he doesn't actually play Red Skull. He just does the voice work because um, yeah. Red Skull was completely CGI in this. Um, right. Really. Yeah. Yeah. There was I'm not sure. a person there at all. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Head. Why would why not have Vigo Mortensen like just come and do the lines? Oh, it's so weird to have a different actor. Uh, not uh, not Vigo. Vigo. Was, uh, um, uh, Elrond, not, not Vigo. Uh, yeah. what's his face? Um, Hugh, Hugo Weaving. Yes, yeah. Hugo Weaving. Um, yeah. Well, they, right. they asked him. He refused. <laughs> he said no. Oh, that's why. Good answer. Yeah. Which is which is surprising, honestly, because this would have been <laughs> yeah. a really cool way to reprise. To reprise his, yeah, it would have been, um, but yeah, Ro- uh, Ross Marquand, Marquand um, is yeah, he was Aaron in The Walking Dead. Um, oh, he was Paul Newman on Mad Men. Interesting. Um, I'm I rewatching see that they couldn't get Paul Newman. Yeah, they couldn't get Paul Newman to <laughs> to DH no, himself Newman. forty years. Um, I'm I'm rewatching Mad Men. That show is amazing. Um, so um yeah the they announced 
this movie in October 2014, um, shortly after Age of Ultron. Um, this movie and uh, as a two-parter, they announced it as Infinity War Part 1 and 2. Part 2 obviously became Endgame. Um, but... Uh, so they began filming this in January 2017. Um, there's not there, oh, there man. there's not a lot to say about the production itself. Um, it you know, obviously I would I would think not. Yeah. Um, the music um, was uh, yeah, Al, Alan Silvestri. They got him back. Um, you know, he did the uh, previous Avengers movies as well as uh, Back to the Future, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Force Gump. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, they just kind of, this is what they were all building up to. Um, there's not a lot to say about the production. It was very secretive. It was kind of your classic Marvel. It, this is the bring all the Marvel people together one. So yeah, this was the plan. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, not much else to say um, about the production. Do you guys kind of want to just start getting into the movie? That's where I think our meat yes, is please. today. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. This is The Avengers Infinity War. We open on space. Um, it's a distress call from the Asgardian ship, The Statesman. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yes. Reading the distress call. Yeah. Yeah. The Asgardian distress call. Yeah. He, of course, directed Thor. They are under attack by Thanos. I was, I was a little confused. I thought this ship came from um, the the battle planet. It did, and they took it to, but the, Asgard filled it. They took it to Asgard. At, at that yeah. point, they're saying it's now our ship. It's now an Asgardian okay. ship now that we've taken it, I believe is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm a little confused about all of the Asgardians <laughs> and how they are not dead in the next movie. <laughs> so uh, they they said this. Uh, I listened to the uh, director's commentary with uh, the Russos and Marcus and McFeely, all four of them chatting. Mm. Uh, it's, it's not implied heavily enough, but... Uh, Valkyrie got away with a large number of Asgardians before Thanos got onto the ship. Right. I was paying attention. It Where was it implied ever? Just, well, because she's not around. <laughs> By her not Basically. being there? That's the yeah. implication? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how well, books work. Yeah, they cut a lot of stuff. I mean, they, they talked about the choice not to show Xandar. Well, but this isn't a comic book. That. It's a movie. So, yeah. Um, but okay, I mean, yeah, just like a yeah, like the, like was, like yeah. the ship. Like, no, no, a single line. The ship got away, and that would have like answered something that's been I've been wondering for four years now. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, ultimately, like they they definitely did not survive this interaction with them, and I or you could assume that Thanos let half of them go because he kills half of the population. You could. Well, he's on a very singular mission. He's he's going to kill people later. He's not necessarily bloodthirsty. Yeah. So he was on that ship for a specific reason, and we saw that encounter. Yeah, but yeah. but and then then the ship didn't is see him slaughtering other Asgardians because they wouldn't have the tesseract. Right, but then yeah. he blew the ship up at the end. So anyone on that ship yeah. would have been dead unless they're a, they're Thor. But Thor yeah. did mention or escaped later. He had a a line 
seemed like half of his people were half of his people were dead. Mm. So he assuming that half of them survived. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so, so Thanos did kill half and then the other half went away with, uh, with, uh, Valkyrie. uh Valkyrie. Okay. Yeah. That <laughs> I really, I really would have liked a line in there just being like Valkyrie made it off with the other half at some point. Um, Anyway, so all right. Um so uh he yes, Thor and Loki have been subdued by Thanos, who we see has the power stone. He wants the tesseract from Loki, who took it from Asgard when they were leaving. Um Hulk attacks Thanos at this point and is beaten. Um Heimdall summons the Rainbow Bridge, sends Bruce back to Earth. Thanos kills Heimdall, who apparently is now Thor's best friend. Who is his best friend Frost. before? I don't. The Rainbow. Oh. Or, yeah, I'm sorry. The, the Bifrost. Um, I I don't know, but they they refer to Heimdall as his best friend a couple times in this, and I was like, really? I never. I uh, didn't see. Well, a, I didn't see a lot between those guys. Now that the Warriors oh, I, Three are dead, it's like Heimdall moved up in the ranks. Yeah, they've shared. I don't know. Well, he does know the most about his personal life. He knows more about Thor than any of the other Asgardians do because he's constantly yeah, watching. As him. far as power, as right. far as power the Asgardians possess. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that's another thing no, I'm too. Sure, he had a Kevin. We all had a Kevin at some point. Sure. <laughs> there, yeah. Uh, that's a, another question I have about Heimdall. Is he's um, his whole thing is he can see anything. He sees stuff. He sees stuff far away. He sees a lot of stuff. That's Heimdall's thing. He sees things. Did he? Yeah. Um, how the fuck did Thanos' ship just appear above them without Heimdall seeing it? I think that Than- I think that Heimdall's. Uh, well, I think Heimdall's powers are limited to the nine realms. Mm. So okay, the moment that Thor. Wait, Thor what question well, are you answering? Well, how like, did he why, not see a ship? Yeah, maybe he did. <laughs> Yeah, and maybe maybe he did, but I think that well, his my, ability to see far and wide is like conquering. tied to the Yggdrasil. It's not thing, sneaking. You know? Well, because at the end of Thor Ragnarok, it just appeared above them, basically. So like, hi, yeah. like he didn't like. I'm saying like he, uh, him being Heimdall, he'd been like, hey, there's a ship coming. It'll be here in two hours. Like some. Well, and maybe they jumped Thank out God of hyperspace these or something. Lines are not in. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I think that's why they chose not to show a lot of this stuff is because it's better just to have the, like, we're in it. Yeah, it's too late, it's you know. And it, there's a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, these are no it's prize questions, though. Yeah. You win a no prize for asking them. <laughs> uh, so, all right. They, Heim- they don't affect anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Heimdall gets the Bifrost, sends Bruce to Earth. He, um, Thanos kills Heimdall. He gets the Tesseract. Um, Loki tries to trick Thanos, um, and then stab him, but Thanos kills Loki, then uses his infinity gauntlet to, uh, go back to his own ship with his, uh, his crew and destroys the, the Asgardian ship completely. Well, and we get, uh, Thanos, uh, gives Loki the option, your, the stone or your brother's head. Mm-hmm. And we, and we get this emotional moment from Loki where he goes like, kill away and then he breaks under the pressure of like watching his brother be murdered in front of him he's yeah. come a long way he really has well 
Because then, then there's that moment where he's like, You're, you really are the worst, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't know if he's saying it because he revealed having the Tesseract or that he stole the Tesseract in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're the worst I, for taking it. Maybe not that. Maybe you're the worst for fucking, you know, letting I, it hurt I, me a little bit. I read it as him taking it. He's like, dude, you should have I, left it I did that too, there. but you could read it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if he left it, maybe it would have been destroyed in Asgard. Maybe it's powerful enough. That's it would have just been... Floating in space. Yeah. Um, But uh, one last question I have about this. So when he says we have a Hulk, that's it seems like that's the first time Hulk's showing up to fight Thanos. Why why wasn't he helping Loki and Thor fight Thanos when Thanos first boarded the ship and the battle that was off screen clearly happened? Because they had to take him by surprise. They yeah. have, so, so we'll let no. Thanos beat us a lot, and then Hulk will jump out. Yeah. 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 This is going to be a long one, man. <laughs> I said I had a lot of questions. My, ultimately, my I question is, do. have we ever seen the Hulk hide? Yeah, right. Yeah. Where was he hiding? <laughs> he now, was right behind you, the camera. <laughs> how do you convince him to hide? Hey, man, can you just wait? <laughs> like. <laughs> No, smash would be the answer. Um, I didn't realize we were going to have questions like, where is Hulk hiding? Well, it's not just that. It just doesn't make any sense that Hulk wouldn't have been fighting them. Makes any sense? Yeah, it doesn't. Within the structure of this, I know obviously magic gloves don't make sense, but we've bought into that concept. The concept of like, why aren't they fighting Thanos with Hulk also helping is... It's just like well, a screenwriting thing. It's he, he yeah, was in the bathroom. Okay. He does help. What are you talking about? If there was no scene and the Hulk didn't show up at all, then your question would be valid. But we're watching. So you're talking about storytelling? No. We Absolutely. Sh- we okay, we no. see this encounter, then we see this encounter, no. and then the stakes are raised, and we see that encounter. We're oh, you're telling me we you open don't with want- Thanos having beaten Thor and Loki already. Where was Hulk while he was beating Thor and Loki? Why wasn't Hulk helping them? Why does that have it? <laughs> okay, you're right. Yeah, you're right. That's that's poor storytelling. S- start start with poor all the cards on the table. You're right. All the cards on the table. That's always Dude, the way to go. He was, he was that's how you start a movie. Everything. He was battling on another part of the ship, and he finally got to the bridge. Okay, that's an answer I'll accept. Yeah, covering the exit. It's of no the more fucking valid than any other. Yeah. <laughs> well, just there. I just made that up. Well, yeah. yeah, that's fine. It's all made up as long as there's something that actually explains it. That's the whole point. Wait, is it doesn't what, make any bro, sense without an explanation. What? Well, you know what though? Because the story's not about it's not about the Avengers. It's about Thanos, and from Thanos's perspective, he just wasn't around for that part of the conflict. Mm. All right, so then uh, Bruce arrives on Earth via Bifrost. He crashes into the Sanctum, where Wong and Doctor Strange are about to go get a tuna melt. He tells them Thanos is coming. This is the classic Silver Surfer line from Infinity Gauntlet. Mm. He he literally hits the stairs in the same way. It's kind of neat. You see the shot of him looking up at them, too. Yeah. yeah. The moments they do shots they replicate exactly in this yeah. movie. 
Yeah. It's incredible to see it. Drax yeah. and Nebula being the biggest example. Oh, Maybe. yeah. Yeah, man. That, I love that shot. So, all right. Uh, then we get our title sequence. We cut to Tony and Pepper in Central Park. Uh, they're back together. Um, that happened off screen in between Civil War and this. Uh, how did it happen, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, how did it happen? Where was their love hiding? Well, no. No, I mean. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. You did. It happened off screen. You were totally. Fine. It happened yeah. off screen, but Hulk didn't. It's it's a different Let's thing. Let's move on. We got to move on with our lives. I just didn't know. I didn't know that was going to be the approach. Now I know that that was going to be uh, the we'll approach. That a, that I an internal illogical joke. inconsistency <laughs> wouldn't be asked. That every li- okay. Holy <laughs> fuck. I can't believe when this happens. Keep going, please. You can't believe when this happens. I can't believe when you're just like, it's movies. Who fucking cares? That's the whole point. You can't believe that because you use it sometimes. When it's... You just did. When something is... Go ahead. All right. What the fuck ever. Here we go. That's right. What the fuck ever. You're not going to change my mind. It's ridiculous. I don't want to change your mind. You're not going to change my mind. Okay. All good then. So, I don't want to change your mind. You're just you're not going to be satisfied, though, if that's your attitude. We, we got a real Siskel and Ebert moment going on here. No, it's not I that. It's, I I, 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 I can buy into complete. I can completely buy into shit that doesn't make sense. I mean, the whole premise of but the movie doesn't make sense. But you buy in as if it's a matter of logic and illogic. That's all I'm arguing against. You can't buy into it. The rest of us can. That's not a storytelling inconsistency. No, I you're buy happy with something. I buy into it Let's completely. Proceed. I love this movie. That's. I'm nitpicking that part because it's something that occurred That's to me. what I meant. Yeah. yeah, you just said. I didn't know it was going to... I didn't know we were going to pick nits, but now I do. <laughs> this whole podcast is picking I'm picking nits. one. Okay. So, um, Tony is wearing um, camo bell-bottoms, which is <laughs> a choice. Um, Wait, what? He's wearing camouflage bell-bottoms? <laughs> he's wearing camouflage bell-bottoms, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're hiding his lifts, obviously. I'd assume he's so. Shorter than Cumberbatch. But... Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, um. Yeah. So, uh, the uh, Doctor Strange shows up, um, with Bruce. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Pepper's mad because Tony put a, a thing back in his chest for Iron Man. Um. Uh, Doctor Strange shows up with Bruce. They take him back to the Sanctum. They explain the Infinity Stones to him. They tell him about Thanos, that he's coming. Uh, the Time Stone is in Doctor Strange's necklace. Uh, they discuss what to do. Tony tells Bruce that the Avengers broke up uh, and that uh, Tony is about to contact Steve Rogers to get in touch with Vision as Vision has the Mind Stone and he's currently missing. Um, when there's a disturbance, Ebony Ma has arrived on Earth to try and collect the Time Stone. They go out to meet him. Meanwhile, Peter Parker, on a school bus, sees the ship and goes to help, too. Um, I feel like Peter maybe should have not put the mask on. <laughs> um, oh, until yeah. His head was below the window. I know yeah, they're looking the other way. the bridge to do that. Um, our Stan Lee cameo. Oh, yeah, we got our Stan Lee. Yeah, one of his last. You kids have never seen a UFO before? Like uh, Alien spaceship. Or, or an alien or spaceship, yeah. 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 It's, which in the MCU would be common, I'm sure. Yeah. It's like seeing a Volkswagen bug. It's happened a few times, for sure. Um, so Well, uh, you figure these kids were probably little kids during the attack on New York, right? Yeah. Yeah. According to yeah. the Cape Bishop timeline. 
Yeah. And it'd be 08, it'd been 10 years before, so they'd have been down five or six. Yeah, a lot of them would not have seen it or would be too young to maybe remember it clearly. Right, whereas adults will have seen it from that point on. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, you never seen it? <laughs> um, they fight Ebony Maw. Um, Bruce is unable to summon his inner Hulk. Uh Weird uh, erectile dysfunction <laughs> jokes with the uh, the Hulk not coming out of the uh, yeah. the body of Banner. Weird. It's it, there are no Age of Ultron level sexualization of these characters, but this was just like a huh. Okay, that's what we're doing with this. Yeah, <laughs> you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. That's well, the it's an emotion. It's an emotion. So Hulk is an emotional yeah. animal. Yeah. And it's an emotion that he's unaccustomed to. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really messed him up getting beat by Thanos. Finally, his fear overcame his rage. Yeah. Well, and not uh, just. Yeah. It's probably not the way just... Holy failed, fell after his ear was bit off. Oh, yeah. He didn't just get beat <laughs> I by was Thanos. Super I was totally super tough. And then that guy bit my ear off. When, when he, when he fights Thanos, Thanos takes off his battle armor and like. Takes off the glove, yeah, and pieces him up completely. Just whoops the shit out of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. fights him like a titan. Yeah. Well, and at that point, we should mention at that point he does not put the armor back on. Hmm. Um, yeah. The, Joe Russo makes this comment on the the director's commentary, saying he at from this point on is now a holy warrior. Mm-hmm. That's what they were trying to depict. He's like he's like a monk oh. now fighting instead right. of like a general. Hmm. Yeah, a warrior monk. I see. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he doesn't have. He's not with his uh, his guys or anything anymore. Yep. It's just he's on his own. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um. So, all right. Uh, <laughs> <This is> Jesus period. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wandering the desert. Uh, yeah. Before he meets his bros. So Ebony Ma can't get the uh, time stone off Doctor Strange, so he takes him captive onto his ship. Uh, Tony and Peter Parker sneak aboard the ship uh, as it flies away. Uh, Wong stays behind to guard the Sanctum. The ship blasts off, heading for Titan. Bruce... Spidey gets a new suit. Yeah, Spidey gets a suit with him, and he's got, like, the legs coming out the, the back. The iron spider suit. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, which which Tony sent to him simply to get him off that ship. Like, yep. Yeah. To protect to him to- also, but right. to get from, like, the, the lack of oxygen and whatever, but also to get him off the ship. Get him off well, the ship. We and, talked and about that in Homecoming. This this characterizes, to, like, uh, the warmer of the, the suit in Homecoming. It's like, yeah, that's thanks to me. Tony has all these experiences, like, going to space in the first Oh, Avengers well, there's movie. that, yeah, yeah. So he has prepared a, sh- uh, a suit for Peter just in case mm-hmm. that he gets right. to too high of an altitude. Well, um, and we... We kind of talked about about that he feels responsible for the kid. He uses yeah. the kid in these dangerous situations, but he always builds fail safes in there. Well, and homecoming, so the kid doesn't die. On homecoming his had vulture, right? Yeah, were there? Yep. So yes. they were at a high altitude. So he's probably considering that too. There's a lot of really nuanced thought behind the suit uh, in this universe. I can't remember the origins of the suit in the comic book universe, but I just remember it being kind of like. We need a new suit for Spider-Man, and now that he's working with I, Iron Man, this will be the it's thing. It's kind of cool that they've acknowledged that through the progression of these films. They even, yeah. in this one, like, oh, is it, na- what's that, nanotech? Like, oh, you like it? Like, they've yeah. always informed the audience of the updates that Tony's made. The, yeah. the Iron Man. Our technological universe expands. What's that? 
the Iron Spider uh, suit, uh, I think it originated around uh, Civil War. Yeah. Um, in the, oh, in the comics. So. Um, when, because Tony got Peter to out. Yeah. Uh, Tony mm. got Peter to, to out himself. Um, the classic we have money line. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's it. Um, I, I, I don't, I, I hesitate to bring it back up again, but I did like the, uh, how Loki was able to say we have a Hulk, um, calling back to the first Avengers movie. Um, oh yeah. How Tony said that yeah. to Loki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows a lot about how he's, uh, progressed as a character that now he's, um, come full circle on that. Um, well, he was terrified of the Hulk the last time we saw them together. Right. Until they yeah. fought together and. They were teaching Hulk to strategize a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Uh, meanwhile, in space, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy are answering the distress call that the Statesmen sent out. Um, they find the wreckage and Thor floating in it still alive. I got to say, uh, the rubber band is a great song to fly through space to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Well, and we see all of the Guardians know the words. Well, I mean, except for Drax, who is asleep, um, obviously. Mm-hmm. But they know the words to this song. Like, to see Gamora singing the words to Rubber yeah. Band Man, it, it shows without telling how much time they've spent together doing just this. That, L- yeah. Listening to those two mixtapes. Yeah, well, no, no, no. This is the Zoom. Oh, that's right. It's like, yeah. what, 150 songs or something like that, yeah. they said? Yeah, that's right. So, and I'm sure that there are favorites on that list because who knows who Zune that was? Right. <laughs> no, but, yeah, it's a good point though. Um, but the, back in the day on road trips, we only had the music that we brought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. over the Taylor Swift. It's not their jam. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't yeah. know why Taylor Swift should be everybody's jam. <laughs> and the entire audiobook of The Secret was on there. Like, oh, God. <laughs> the whole thing itself. Like, like in the uh, the Key and Peele, <laughs> where, where it's his yeah. own personal <laughs> notes to self. <laughs> I have gone beyond the mere dimension. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um... Yeah, that's good. Uh, br- a brief production cool. note. Um, they brought on James Gunn um, to... Uh, consult and help with the uh, dialogue and character development of the guardians and Taika Waititi with Thor. Um, because this was filming, awesome. this was filming partly concurrently with, um, with uh, Thor Ragnarok. And so when uh, Chris Evans showed up on set, um, he basically told the Russos like, Hey, y- you guys need to talk with Taika <laughs> because what we're doing is very different than what we were doing before. Uh, uh, cool. Joe Joe Russo made this comment about uh, Chris Hemsworth acting. He's like, we didn't like we didn't know coming into this how good of an actor he was. Yeah, but but the 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 breadth of the humor and the tragedy that he plays as Thor, you know, yeah, really really shows in the universe. Yeah, yeah, and um, speaking of the James Gunn thing, the color palette of this movie is very bright compared to Civil War, which was that gray Marvel palette right. that everything had Sokovia. been. Yeah. Um, but they decided not to do that because they had to have all these characters look right. Yeah. So they sacrificed the Avengers look for the Guardians and Ragnarok look, which I is kind of neat. It was a huge improvement and a real step yeah. forward, I think. 
Oh yeah. Well, and I mean, when the villain is purple, it makes it really easy to and the think gems. Of, yeah, it's going to be too bright. He's going to be too too purplish. Like the gems are going to be too comic booky. They nailed it, man. The they look yeah. of all these cool. things. Absolutely. Um, so, all right. Uh, they uh, rescue Thor from the wreckage. He's still alive. They take him on board. He wakes up and tells him about Thanos. I love all of the Thor um, Peter Quill all rivalry it. stuff. It's so fun. Well, even before he's awake, you know the yeah the angel and the pirate yeah. and the, like uh, Gamora is some... holding his arm. He's In every sci-fi universe, there's a kind of steel that's made somewhere else, and it's really really well made. Yeah. Every universe, it's always yeah. mentioned like ah, oh, the some you know the well, and fibers. I, I... I Our love Tony fibers. The the like Gucci. almost fourth wall breaking of the I'm not fat. He's like, you're one sandwich away from fat. Cause uh <laughs> what's his face? The actor, Chris Pratt, very much has said, like, it's really hard for me to slim down to play these roles, man. Like getting getting to look like that is a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. he has said. You know, he's he's not Hemsworth. He's not in the gym seven days a week. Yeah, he doesn't well, he's not already starting with that. You know, yeah, he's not. He was in surfer body. <laughs> yeah, lean in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Hemsworth kept himself lean. Like Pratt had to like kept started from Andy Dwyer. And I was going to say yeah. Andy Dwyer was never required to be uh, a physical standard. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. Almost fourth wall breaking. Um, the yeah, the Asgardians of the galaxy is almost too perfect. As yeah, phrase. Um. So all right. Uh. He figures out Thanos is going to go after the Reality Stone, which the Collector has on Nowhere. Um, he decides to go to Nidavellir to get a new weapon to fight Thanos with. Rocket and Groot are going to go with him. Peter, Gamora, Drax, and Mantis are going to go to Nowhere to find Thanos. Uh, Thor speaks Groot. Yeah, <laughs> it was an elective. It was an elective. It's an elective. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. They said there were a few lines that got put in that um, were just one-offs that Taika just improved in a room when they were just talking about characters, and that's apparently one of them. <laughs> Groot was an elective. It makes He's sense. A comedic though. genius. Well, and but Groot's people or their race is a ancient magical tree. Like, what better thing to have right. the Asgardians be aware of? Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this of their race. And they've said Groot's the last of his species, right? They've said that a few times. I think. Yeah. I don't know how that guys, works, right? Because you could just clone them, you know? Yeah. Like, he can regrow. Yeah. Huh. Over and over and over. <laughs> That's a good point. That's <laughs> a great paradox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't you think that Groot would be like, oh, it's kind of my responsibility to shave off some flakes into a. Right. A, you know, a field. Come back every couple. Well, he of years. seems not even know. in control of that. Like you said, if you, as long as you have yeah. a piece of Groot, you can grow the sentient Groot. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So no, that, that's. A, yeah. <laughs> that that's one of these I'm, things. That's the question. <laughs> yeah, and I'm with you. All right. All right. All right. All right we yeah, found yeah, one. Yeah. We're on together. Good. So all right. <laughs> we. Uh, <laughs> we we cut to Wanda and Vision. Uh, Vision looks like Paul Bettany now. Uh, they're chilling out. Max and relax. She's tired of doing it with that. Yeah. The, the plastic. Pink. Yeah. Pink and turquoise. Oh God. Yeah. The pink turquoise glizzy. Yeah. She's like, can you please warm your body at least? I, I wonder if it was like step by step. Like 
I I'm tired of that. having sex with a cold robot. Can you yeah, raise your temperature? Ninety-eight point six degrees. Yeah, please. like so this feels at least comfortable. <laughs> it's hey, like, you know, can can you make the bottom half of you skin tone? Maybe <laughs> the, the mid half. <laughs> no, it's great. He switches to human. She's like, oh, you're white and British. <laughs> huh. Okay, sure. Well, I mean, she should have known. You can look voice. like anybody. Yeah, anybody. Oh, okay. Well, Hogwarts. That, then. that would actually be really funny. Have him like uh, be shifting between it, it, per, portrayals of like, oh, Brad Pitt. What do you like, George right. Clooney? Just a big, no, or no, just random ethnicities. <laughs> yeah, you know, they be just like a big Italian guy. Or, would or that have been what the original Jarvis looked like? Did Paul Bettany play? A human yeah. Jarvis at some point? He did not, the- which is no. so weird. But Jarvis was his dad's butler. And the next one, and it, it would have been cool if it was played by Bettany. It would have been right. Not in the movie, yeah. but was- maybe Agent Carter? Agent Carter, the guy who plays him, is the same actor that plays Jarvis in Endgame. So yeah. there's in Endgame, some- so not Paul Bettany. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. But, but they're very similar. Would have brought things around in a really... Yeah. It would have made sense. Yeah. It would have been really neat. I think it also could have been confusing because they showed him in his human form in this and in WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. two different yeah. characters. Without yeah. Ex- yeah. I mean, they look the same anyways. White British right. dudes. Yeah. So uh, Wa- Wanda and Vision are hiding in Scotland. They go out for a kebab and get attacked by Proxima Midnight and Glaive, um, who are after the Mind Stone. <laughs> Lizzie Glaive. That was a very British... Emo guy. I don't know. Just because Susie Sue is like Robert oh. Smith. <laughs> and I I love the pace of this because because we get the we get the like reintroduction they're clearly in love they're kind of eloping kind of um, and then bam no time they're yeah. already fighting yep. yeah totally yeah. it's the Al Pacino the you pull me back in I just yeah. realized Proxima <laughs> Proxima Midnight sounds like the goth alter ego of Athena from Always Sunny <laughs> from Artemis you mean Artemis yeah Sorry. yeah. Uh, so, all right. Uh, anyway, so they they fight, um, but they're saved by Steve Rogers, Natasha Romanoff, and Sam Wilson, who show up and fight Proxima and Glaive off, who flee back into the sky from whence they came. <laughs> well, and this shows how formative the Avengers are. You know, the two magical people couldn't handle it, but these three scrappy soldiers yeah yep. whoop the shit out of these magical aliens but it's also kind of a callback to um uh lagos mm. yeah you know what i mean those were the three that were down on the ground with wanda working that operation with right wanda. well and yeah, that's a good so. point well and they had to immediately um um powered like they had to immediately uh uh kind of a sideline vision by, you know, saying, oh, I can't phase since they did the thing to me. Like, because yeah, right. otherwise he just would have mopped the floor with them being with visible. everyone. Yeah. yeah. And, and he would have, he would have been able to phase as Thanos is grabbing the stone. Yeah. All that. Yeah. He could All have of that stuff. Yeah. Ducking away from him. It would have been this weird dance at the yeah. end. Yeah, exactly. So they had, yeah, that, that, that's something that they de- definitely needed to address. Yeah. Um, I, I Charles do, Xavier him. Yeah, I do think that a post WandaVision Wanda would have mopped the floor with him too. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. No, I mean, no, just oh, even dark cold Wanda. Oh yeah. I mean, Endgame <laughs> Wanda almost kills Thanos one v one. Like that's true. She, she just had no idea how much power she was capable of holding 
you know. Yeah. No, in Endgame, yeah. she's running on pure fury, Boston and she's Greece. like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. She's like, this feels great, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, they, he- they head back to the Avengers compound in New York. Then we cut to a flashback of when Thanos killed half of everyone on Gamora's planet and stole her to raise her as her own child. We see him giving her a... Um, Message in balance, a lesson in balance, and a double-bladed knife. This is about as convoluted as the fucking, like, uh, Jedi's balance. <laughs> like, yeah, his yeah. concept of balance makes about as much sense as the Jedi's concept of balance. This is he's the, in control of it. You know? This is the only scene that I have have any like qualms with really not not like like oh i don't like this but i'm like huh this is the one where i'm like i wonder if this could have been left out and something else put in its place i get why to pump up the emotional effect of gamora when she's the sacrifice oh you mean the scene or this compared to doing it all for oh no no no, just this this scene scene in particular uh, having the flashback to young gamora um, cause everything else is very linear. We're moving at breakneck speed already. And then we flash back mm-hmm. and then there, there had to be a kernel of emotional yeah. development for what's coming. Yeah. yeah. And we couldn't just later. have, we couldn't have just Zoe Saldana explain this with the passengers on the ship. There was that de- not shown. for the heartstrings moment because we knew that she was the adopted daughter of Thanos, but there was yeah. no impact to that knowledge. You I, know what well, I, mean? I think it was showing that Thanos he actually- stole her. Well, but that he cared fuck. for her, even though he stole yeah, her. Cared. Yeah, because we think of her as a victim. But now you get this moment of like, oh, I guess he does have like a paternal way with her. Even yeah. at a young age, uh, he recognizes that she's a fighter because she kind of confronts this giant dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where's my mom? Yeah. Well, yeah, and whatever. I mean, yeah. The the thing on there's Vo- a sickness. Yeah, as we get to Vormir, I guess we could talk about it more then. But like him actually loving her is like is that really love what he feels for her i guess he right. thinks it is at least uh, i mean it's one side context of... yeah but it, it has the vibe maybe i'm gonna go too far i don't mean to first no. it's not humorous but you know the the way that an ss officer might pick out a pretty yeah. jewish gal yeah do you know what i mean behind their tender moment ten thousand jews are dying yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it's it, it's he's sick. He is. Um, it's literally a relationship built on genocide. So it's not that far uh, from your comparison. Yeah, I picked out one. You you seem like a fighter and turns out, yes. But was it nature or nurture? Yeah. <laughs> I bet yeah. you had to be a fighter in his house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dad titan. Um, so. All right. Uh, back in the present, Gamora reveals um, to Peter that. Uh, Peter Quill, uh, that she knows a secret that Thanos can never find out. She makes him promise to kill her rather than let Thanos take her. He reluctantly agrees. Um, <laughs> then we get the... That's when we get the uh, um, Drax standing very still <laughs> scene. You're eating a Zargnut. <laughs> Zargnut. I feel like I've heard that before. Zargnut. Anybody else? Yeah, I, I thought that was like a real snack when I was in the theater. I like, so, yeah, I am not going to say Star Trek because it sounds too. Well, there's Zagnut. There's Zagnut. There is Zagnut. Real, but I. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I know. Yeah. I know. It's 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 funny that in space there's a Zargnut. I wonder if they name themselves after Zagnut or if Zagnut named themselves after Zargnut. <laughs> if, 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 it's, if it's just if it's just parallel thinking. Nuts. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Coke and Pepsi of. 
Drax's second favorite snack is Skrittles. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they arrive at nowhere to find the collector is imprisoned. Thanos already in possession of the reality stone. Um, he does a fake out on them where we think that Gamora kills Thanos. Well, I don't know. I don't know if we think, but they think that Gamora killed Thanos. Which uh, yeah. shows more of his emotional manipulation of Gamora. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think she's crying. She's, I think that's why that going through it. flashback scene was necessary because otherwise this, this would have just been very manipulative. And yeah. Vormir, too. Yeah. We would yeah. not have believed that there was anything. It was still hard to believe with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. without that kernel. But so uh, speaking of comic book panels, um, when he fucks with the matter, like where he makes Drax into cubes and Mantis yeah. into and, ribbon. Yeah. That was actually ribbon, a yeah. Jim Starlin drawing, mm. which Jim makes a cameo in the next movie. But yeah. yeah, those were beautifully done. It was so nice to see him. Little fanboy. Yeah, I, I was so excited seeing that in the theater. Like, oh, my God, yeah. what else are they going to do for us? And yeah. oh, and, yeah, so and much. It speaks to that theatrics that lie within Thanos because he has the power to make people's heads explode. Yeah. And he just he turns them well, into ribbons instead. Yeah. And, yeah just well, to show off. He, after Loki, he is not trying to kill anyone. Nope. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't he knows trying he's to kill to. Loki. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, like, he's like, I'm not going to pick you out one by one. I'm about to kill half of all you. Yeah. He's like, by. By this time tomorrow, I'm not going to have to flex anything besides my thumb <laughs> muscles. You know? By this time tomorrow, it's going to be Ringo and Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The Beatles got snapped. <laughs> it just took a while. It did. It just took a while. That's how life works. Oh. Snapped is how we're going to call it from now on. Agent of Thanos. <laughs> Cancer. Agent of Thanos. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> well, what happened to your grandma? She was snapped. Well, yeah. Can- Cancer. Well, and. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark, Agent of Thanos. Mark David Chapman. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He snapped the fuck out of him. Uh, anyway, so, all right. Um, yeah. Oh, and Thanos makes Peter shoot her. Like he it makes him oh. go through the emotional beats of shooting yeah. her just for the gun to turn into bubbles. Well, and we get the bubbles for the first time, the which they use again mm-hmm. to show us that Thanos is using the reality stone. Um, every time the stones are used, they light up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and he uses one at a time until the end, which is an interesting Thanos thing from the comics because that was his. That was his stipulation fighting all of the Avengers in the Infinity Gauntlet was, right. I'll tell you what, I'll use one stone at a time, and maybe you'll beat me. Mm. Right. That was his hubris well, in that their, situation. Their powers are fairly amorphous. They're not really well designed. So he does use yeah. each of them in different ways in a kind of satisfied, like at least yeah. they, because it's like, if you have the reality stone, it's pretty good, right? You can change reality. Yeah. <laughs> but the soul stone... You know, that helps you play saxophone better. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, literally, though. <laughs> literally, <laughs> as Drax plays the saxophone in the comics because it came from the soul world. <laughs> oh, wow. I you don't remember that? that? Yeah, yeah, I do remember, remember that. Drax playing sax is so on the nose. Drax, Drax on sax <laughs> and the on wax, on stacks of wax, yeah. All right. So, all right. So, Thanos kidnaps Gamora, takes her back to his ship. Uh, meanwhile, 
Cap and company arrive at the Avengers compound. Rhodey's there. He's in a Zoom meeting with Thunderbolt Ross. Thunderbolt Ross orders them <laughs> to all be arrested. Rhodey picks their side over his. Uh, That's a court martial. Yeah. <laughs> That's a spanking. That's a paddling. <laughs> paddling. That's yeah. a paddling. Yeah. How does he expect him to arrest all of the Avengers that whoop the shit out of everybody last time they all encountered each other? Also, the fucking Hulk is here. Yeah. And it's obviously the honor system. Like, sure, I will. Yeah. Um they uh they reunite, they discuss the situation, and we discover that Hawkeye and Ant Man are both not gonna be in this movie. Because <laughs> um, because they're on house arrest. Yeah. Uh, um, voluntarily. Yes, voluntarily on house arrest. Uh, they just, so, uh, because okay. they both have so, families. So uh, this I is would. one of my unanswered questions. Captain America broke them out of prison. Yeah. While they were on the run from prison, somehow they got a deal to go on house arrest. That's not how anything works. I mean, with the, well, yeah. I like, although I imagine with Avengers, that's probably the best they're gonna get. <laughs> like, like we'll just keep breaking out of jail, and you'll keep spending money tracking us down. At least let me be with my family. Right. I, they didn't murder anybody, I guess. Yeah. Well, that was the whole deal of the Sokovia Accords. There's a lot of buy-in involved. <laughs> yes. I can't really legislate. Yeah. The Hulk. <laughs> yeah. It's either you retire or you fight for the government. So I guess they chose. Yeah. Retirement. So I'm sure. I'm sure Scott and Clint were like. All right, you know what? We'll we'll hang up the bow and the little thing if we can be with our families. I'll hang you up. You know what my I mean? Aunts. Like, you're not, my aunts. You're not gonna put me in a gulag or something, but I won't go out until it, you yeah. snap them. Well, until, until the world then all the motherfuckers are on blast. Yeah, I'll keep the ants in the floor <laughs> until you snap. Yep. Until you snap. Once them. they've seen Gapery. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, all right. So, yeah. Um, they decide they're going to remove the stone from Vision's head. Steve says he knows someone who has the technology to take it out without <laughs> I killing know a him. Guy. <laughs> Cut to Wakanda. The genius bar. Yeah. Cut take it to Apple. Don't follow Captain America to a second location. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> cut to Wakanda, where T'Challa this, this is, is is giving Bucky a new is giving Bucky a new arm. <laughs> I just wanted to get the rest of the sentence out. Al, go ahead. Yeah, no, I I understand. I go through that daily. Um, uh, the I know a guy was that an actual that was an actual line. I don't yeah, know if no. he used that exact phrase, but there was a line to that. I, I know somebody. I, know somebody I think I know someone. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Which is another line that's uh, been in a lot of movies. The Marvel movies. Um, Tony says it, I think, right? Tony says it, yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of one of their like go-to things. Is like, I know a guy. Cut to something that's like... Um, uh, Sam said it when they uh, found Rhodey. Not Rhodey, yeah. uh, Bucky. When they found Bucky. Mm. To get Ant-Man. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Assumed, I know assumed a guy. to crawl inside the arm. Yeah. Right. I know something a guy. Like that. Anyway, sorry. <sighs> yeah. Well, we're going to have to start, um, especially after the new one that opens next week, the the longest running repeat of lines is about Doctor Strange being a kid's birthday. <laughs> hmm. Oh yeah, like do you do balloon animals? Yeah. Anytime he's appeared, someone has made that joke. Even aliens from other galaxies. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, hmm. Yeah, they do. Well, I, I don't know if you know. I I'm curious what percentage of the jokes in this movie were people calling other people things that weren't their name. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like rabbit, guy, tree. I love the, even 
Squidward. Yeah, that's true. Space dogs. Um, even Ebony Maw was like, you must be delightful at children's parties or yeah. whatever. So yeah. Are there children's parties on this planet? Ma has had to attend <laughs> children's parties at one point or another. Because I've never had kids, but I've had to. If you have friends that have kids, you go to kids' birthday parties. There was that point and, where Ebony yeah. Ma was in his late 30s and all his friends were having kids, but he was still concentrating <laughs> right. on his career as Thanos. Is. Yeah. He's got on a fucking sweater. <laughs> he's, he's just freaking like margaritas out on the back porch with the other dad <laughs> yeah they're Hanging talking about the grill they're talking about grills well, and he's Mrs. like Ma. yeah they're talking about grills and he's like um yeah so uh thanos and i destroyed half of a planet's population the other day it was wild does that come with dental we told oh is that why you missed my son's bris is that why <laughs> The evil gender reveal party. Do you think they're all evil? Do you think Thanos? Before he shows up. Do you oh. think? Do you think that Briss at, at, at Briss's is the plural of, of a Briss a Bry Brine? I don't know. <laughs> no, Briss's? Thanos would have. Oh, Thanos would have birthday parties for Nebula and Gamora. <laughs> oh God! And all of his friends would have to come. Ah. Well, yeah, and Corvus Glaive and, and he would hire uh, magicians. Proxima Midnight are an item. Oh, Maybe that's right. That's true. That's right. They I might gonna, have a kid. I was going to say, do you think at a bris, Thanos just cuts off half? God damn it. It's another cheap Elsa impersonator. <laughs> uh, so, all right. All right. Um, so, um, yeah, Bucky's got his new arm. Then meanwhile, in Ebony Ma's ship, Ebony Ma's trying to get the time stone from Doctor Strange. Spidey and Tony come up with the plan. They blast him no, into Spidey. Does Spidey? Yeah, comes up with yeah. the plan. once again. Spidey uses a movie reference to save the day, or at least advance the the plan. Yeah, well, uh, and and yet another Fox Disney property. First one was oh, well, Empire. Oh yeah, now this one is now Alien. You know, mm. right? The Keep mouse owns all. The family. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they blast him into space. Uh. Tony decides. They free uh, Doctor Strange, but they decide not to take the ship back to Earth so that the battle will have fewer civilian casualties. Meanwhile, on Thanos' ship, we find out that he's torturing Nebula, who's the one that revealed him that Gamora knows the location of the Soul Stone. Another great shot. Yeah. Um, reminiscent oh. of the comics. Yeah, where yeah. Nebula... Oh, I don't... It parted out. There's a shot. There's a shot just like this where she's horizontal, but it's not from Infinity Gauntlet. It's from a later Thanos run. Um, but she also gets disassembled by Thanos constantly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's on uh, like her disassemble Nebula Five. <laughs> uh, Karen Gillan's screams are still jarring every time. Every single yeah. time I, I watch the scene, I am like reaching for the remote to turn the volume down because it just sends a chill down my spine. Um, uh, again, Joe and Anthony Russo were shocked that this made it past the edit. Mm. They were like, we did not expect them to allow us to have her be tortured so viscerally. Yeah. They had to make the purple guy. Yeah. Yeah. They had to do a lot of work with Thanos in this one movie. They did. Well, and to get <laughs> you to believe a lot of shit for having first teased him in Avengers. Yeah. yeah, for him being well, around, this is his movie. It it's is his story. Well, sure, of course. He's the, yeah. he's the it was brilliant to have a big bad. Yeah. Whether they retconned a lot of shit, which we know they did, you know. Yeah. But it was great idea to have a big bad. 
It was. It was. It was a great idea to have a big bad. Um, oh, and Andrea just says, um, Gamora was willing to die to keep the secret, but can't make it through five seconds of nebula torture. Yeah, I feel like she should have been willing to sacrifice those around her as well. But I mean, I agree. But that is also a running theme in this, obviously, with well, Tony and, and Stephen Strange at the end. Well, but like, and I mean, even at the beginning, Loki with shit up real quick. Loki with Thor. It's a constant theme that people are willing to to make sacrifices, but they're not willing to sacrifice those they love. They're only willing yeah, to sacrifice right. themselves. Yeah. Gamora's right. long-running arc from the beginning of the first Guardians till That's now <laughs> is she is softened by her relationships. And right. now real she, family. she's finally established a foothold with Nebula, and she doesn't want to lose that even to save the universe. It's it's interesting, the complexity of what they're trying to flesh out with Gamora. Similarly, because her and Thanos have the most complete arcs in the movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, um, Thanos really basically has a hero's journey through this. <laughs> like, if you look oh, at him as the protagonist of the film. Yeah, he does. It's it, Right. Yeah. Well, and uh, I mean, it's a dichotomy to his cold, calculated plan. You know what I and, mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I have to do the right thing for the people I love. Where Thanos loves, even though I don't believe him, he loves to tell you how dispassionate this uh, mission is of his. Yeah. How he's doing it so clinically. He's he doesn't feel anything about it. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Um, so, in contrast, you had mentioned hero's journey. Um, Every character in this story has a single line motivation and story arc. Yeah. With the exception of Thanos, his is more complicated for obvious reasons. Right. But uh, it's interesting to see how they, they head faked us with story for these other characters. Mm. You know, the, the, uh, we'll get to Thor's arc uh, when they get to Nidavellir and all that stuff. But each character, you think, like, oh, all these things will come together and they'll win. It's really cleverly done. Yeah. That is. they're shuffling around all these other characters and you think like, oh, this will all come together in the end and they'll win. Right. Right. Well, right. yeah. Yeah. And we even get those yeah. triumphant moments like, yeah. Okay. We'll get to it. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. So uh, she agrees to take Thanos to, um, to, uh, to Vormir, Vormir and they teleport away. Meanwhile, Thor, Rocket, and Groot arrive on Nidavellir. Um, Rocket gives Thor a butt eye. Um <laughs> Only to find that he <laughs> gives them a new glizzy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's slang for glass eye, right? Yeah, yep. Glizzy, <laughs> yeah. understanding. Shizzy. Yeah, um, right, glizzy. It's all winking. I, I really appreciated the talk between uh, Groot and not Groot uh, <laughs> between Rocket. Rocket and Thor. They have um, several. They have some in Endgame that are truly touching. Yeah. Um. I really appreciated the line because he's like, are you sure you're up to this particular murder mission? Uh-huh. And Thor says, the rage, vengeance, anger, loss, regret, they're all tremendous motivators. They truly <laughs> clear the mind. So I'm good to go. They truly clear the mind. <laughs> they truly yep. clear the mind. Rocket says... In a testament to his acting because like, while he's saying that, he's his voice is trembling. He's emoting, yeah. Yeah, so, and, but it's hilarious at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, it's and then somehow he goes, funny. He goes back to that warrior attitude, like, you know, well, I don't have anything else to lose at this point, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And Rocket and he oh. Rocket says it at another time, but like me, I yeah. 
I got a lot to lose. I, I got I a lot to lose. Things to lose. Yeah. 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 Right. When we Rock first met this response. guy as this mutated robot uh, raccoon thing that hated everyone and everyone hated him. Yeah. Now well, he's got a lot to lose and he has like four friends. You know. It's interesting to me. He has a lot to lose and he's willing to say that out loud only in front of Groot. He would yeah. never say that in front of Gamora or Peter or oh, Drax. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Um, so, uh, all right. They get to Vormir. Only to find um, Nidavellir. Nidavellir, I'm sorry. They get to um, Nidavellir, only to find that Thanos was already there, forcing them to forge his Infinity Gauntlet, destroying the forge afterwards. Um, Question? Do you have a question about this one? The timeline on this, because we (laughs) saw the Infinity Gauntlet in 2015. Yeah. I mean... Uh, We saw it in Ragnarok, the imposter one, the fake one. yeah, Yeah, yeah. So I, you're right. It had to have been around when Odin was around because the fake one was in his trophy room. Do yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't have a replica of something until the thing itself is famous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So nobody's made um, imposters of my painting. So, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it has to be well, a famous painting. Well, Josh, I'm going to work on that then. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's the real one? Who cares? <laughs> So yeah, so either, either um, they've been ignoring the dwarves for a oh, little bit now. It's been a long time, and also, so what was Thanos? Parliament doing? recognizes the dwarves. Yeah, <laughs> and also, so like Thanos seems like he's in a hurry. He's like I got to get these stones now, like yesterday. But he had like three. He apparently has the Infinity Gauntlet for three years, and is like, I'm gonna wait. I'm a real last minute oh, kind of guy. See, yeah. I'll do it myself. Yeah, yeah I'll do it myself. The end of Age of Ultron. In yeah. three years, I'll do it myself. <laughs> well, I think that the times do. He was waiting <laughs> for uh, confirmation on the location of the Soul Stone to move. Oh. <laughs> Andrea says that was a prototype. That that was the one he made himself to bring to the dwarves to show them what he wanted. <laughs> yeah. he, so, he had Walgreens. Like Walgreens on the hook for a couple hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah, like yeah the Theranos. I always thought of Thanos whenever I saw Theranos. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I just see death in their name. Yeah. Um, yep. So uh, turns out it was Peter Dinklage is a giant dwarf. Yeah, I loved this. Yeah, I loved Peter Dinklage playing a dwarf, but he's bigger than everyone else. That was amazing. So there are a dozen. CGI characters in this film. Peter Dinklage is a man. Yes. But they, they played with perspective. The Russos said this was this sequence of shots required the most math and science out of the entire film in order to make oh, him look right at mm. the right perspective. And I've I've seen people complain about this. I have zero complaints about this. I saw this on IMAX, yeah. I watched this on TVs. This whole sequence. I buy it 100%. Yeah. It's so cool. Works for me. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. have no issues with it whatsoever. If, if anything, I the one thing that I would have asked for in this scene is like, damn, can we add some subwoofer to his voice? Mm. You know, but but realistically, That's whatever. What killing you means. Yes. Yeah. I, it's so funny. I love this sequence so much. But learning that this was the most scientific and mathematically demanding thing for them to figure out was really interesting. Like, oh, yeah. we've been doing these tricks for you know, 50 years in movies. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. so, all right. So he, 
says he's gonna he agrees to forge a new weapon for Thor an axe he calls Stormbreaker. He says that in theory it could even summon the Bifrost, which is handy. <laughs> um, they're gonna have to come up with a way to reignite the forge, though, which is powered by a star which has gone out. Back on Thanos's ship, Nebula escapes her captivity, heads to Titan, contacting the Guardians to meet her there. Uh, Tony, Spidey, and Strange arrive on Titan as well, crash landing the ship. There they meet Peter Quill, Drax, and Mantis. Strange uses the Time Stone to view millions of possible futures, seeing only one in which the Avengers win. The group formulates a plan to subdue Thanos and remove the Infinity Gauntlet. I love when Tony has that we're fucked moment. Yeah. You know, like the the guy who assembled the greatest minds and bodies on the planet. Now he has to fucking like put some together with broken Legos. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he has that like, fuck that. My money means nothing here. I'm not near my technology. I have only X amount. And these are the guys I have. (laughs) Have you you heard a word I said? I think he would have been more confident had it been him, Strange, and uh, Peter Parker. They would have just, he would have been like, cool, I can work with this. Yeah. Well, but yeah. And so he's so, he's like a little out of his element. He has to partner with like these aliens and yeah. Yeah. Uh, They hold him in any esteem that's automatic, like on Earth, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Tony can walk through doors, but uh, (laughs) Peter Quill's like, am I supposed to say Jesus? That's such a funny line. What master do you serve? Who writes Strange's lines? Because they are like the most Star Wars dialogue ever. But but Quill's response is great. Quill's like, what master do I serve? What master? Yeah, Yeah, what? Yeah, because he's never... Yeah, like the closest was um, Yondu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, and yeah, but um, so I've heard a lot of I've I've read a lot of posts about Doctor Strange about the math of how many um, uh, situations Strange uh, looked through the fourteen million whatever it is fourteen million six hundred and five uh, right with the uh, with with it being a one thing or with 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 the major complaint being like he did not look through nearly enough he should like. <laughs> like that's true like it's not the one in that many it's the we like he probably should have been in the trillions yeah you're right because they put an exact number because if you had just said i've seen millions of outcomes or billions of outcomes but you're right such a specific number it's like just do a couple more i i've read some of those those (laughs) same interpretations of the math and arguably he started from the future and went back Mm. would be the way to narrow it down from the trillions to the millions. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I've heard is like maybe he he's grouping them into classifications. Like there's 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 one set of general timelines which can lead to this, but like he's counting it as one thing. Like maybe well, maybe like instead of, uh, you know, Scott um, doesn't spill the taco in one, but he's still counting that as one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, I'm going to have some questions in Endgame when we get to the Ancient One, but uh, questions as to what the Time Stone does when it's not in the Gauntlet. Because those who possess and around the Time Stone, time stone seem very unaware of time. Yeah. Of the future and the past of what's coming. and You know what yeah. I mean? Like the Ancient One had to be tipped off by something Bruce... Right. Offhandedly said. Right. Well, it's like, well, the, what the fuck is the time stone for? Because I have a time stone. It's a clock. 
you're not using it to go back and forth and die. Well, and we saw Doctor Strange at the end of his own movie, Dormammu, like like set up a like he can literally turn back time. Right. What's his problem? (laughs) Why is Thanos an issue? The sorcery people are very surprised by a lot of things. Yes. They see nothing coming. Like not even Bruce hurtling through space into the sanctum. Well, I hope that we get some answers to that in Multiverse of Madness because what was uh, what was what's his face's line where he's like you played with the fundamental something of reality yeah. this is going to have effects oh what Mordo's line one. Mordo yeah 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 so I think using the time stone affects reality in ways that uh, you know maybe using that the other sense. stones doesn't have because I mean you use the power stone and you smash a thing that could cool. be that so affects the timeline. In one way, forever. But the they're in charge of making stone, sure it's never used. You were creating branch realities by going back in time now mm. to like, oh, I'm going to steal the stone from Thanos. Now there's two branch timelines. That's that's a good you know? that's a good point. Is that um, with the advent of the timeline thing and uh, the uh, Loki show yeah. and the DBA that um, that uh, um. He's he's not actually going back in time. He's creating branch realities. Right. Yeah. Um hmm, interesting. That's huh. That's a way of looking at the time stone I never thought of before. It doesn't literally turn back time. It just messes well, with the multiverse. And that's, and that's why time, yeah. the ancient one can't look past their moment of death, you know, because it would fuck with reality to be prodding around after you're dead. Well, well that's a part of the back to the future. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and, sort of thinking. But yeah. anyways, we're jumping to yeah. another movie. I'm yeah, gonna... yeah, yeah. So all right, all right. Anyways, so um then uh, we will talk. We cut to Vormir. Thanos and Gamora find Red Skull. <laughs> these are so these are my biggest questions are about Vormir. Okay, good. There's no point yeah. in saving to the end, but yeah. So is the Stall Stone always there? Because we know it leaves sometimes. Yes, because thank you. she hid it there. Okay. Red Skull um, was zapped there by the stone. Okay, what, was he? When you were because that's what he says. We didn't know that at the end of he, Captain America. He essentially says, was, says that, yeah, yeah, that he was yeah. brought there by the stone. So okay, because it, it was the tesseract. the tesseract. He had the tesseract, so the tesseract sent him to the Soul Stone. But I think the Soul Stone, okay, fair enough, because the the stones themselves in some comic book lore they interact with each other, they communicate yeah. with each other, they are. Not sentient, but they function as like conscious but thinking things sometimes. So I think the Soul Stone now, used the Tesseract to bring him there because it needed a guardian. Okay, that's yeah, that that's fine. That that was yeah. not my question so much as yeah, that's fine. But now that is his charge. Yeah, to stay on Vormir and um, you know uh, instruct those. So does he know uh, the dad who raised you, or your actual dad? Because Thanos is the son of Alars, okay? Mm-hmm. She's the daughter of Thanos. No, she's not. And then <laughs> later on, we see uh, Natasha and Clint. Mm-hmm. He says, Clint, you know, the son of Ethel and whatever. And says so she's the daughter of Yvonne, which she's, she's not. Because we, that turns out to be David Harbour, the Red Guardian. Yeah. Her adopted fake father. Mm-hmm. So I guess that Red Skull only knows who's on your current guardianship <laughs> paperwork right <laughs> well yeah or or it's, who it's, it's, not, it's not like like the you get the impression that he sees through you know time and space relationships and you know just the progeny of but no i 
I assume like, that it was the, like Morris' real father's name or Natasha's real father's name, just because it's not known to us, the audience, or to the greater public of Earth. Yeah. Or do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just a weird little thing that always bothered me. I I viewed it as who did they think of as their father figure, whether it's positive or negative. Gumora oh, so probably he, thinks, so it's he, no real. It's more yeah. of a psychic thing than it's, than a, yeah. like having it's, to do with this planet because the planet seems special. The structure that he's standing on seems old, but also part of ruins that maybe exist, right. but doesn't seem like an inhabited planet. And was it there before the Red Skull was there? Because the Soul Stone hasn't always been there, right? Well, Gamora and, hood it that hid it there, right? Well, sh- no, no, she she uh, didn't no, hide Gamora, it there. Who found hid the it map? There. She found the map to the Soul Stone, and she destroyed oh, the map. She found so, that it so was that on there. that leads to more questions: Who made the map? And like you said, Josh, if is the Soul Stone obviously isn't there all the time? How does it get back there? Because Cap, after Endgame, has to bring it back there himself. And who was the gatekeeper before the Red Skull? Yeah, like it, yeah. it, it implies so, that there has to be someone there. That that's the I was doomed to walk the earth. You know. And how does well, it keep getting back? People aren't going to just keep returning right. it. When yeah, we see the when it we see to be the physically taken from there, you have to when, go there. When we see the power stone, it is in an ancient civilization that has since been destroyed. Right. You know, and it's being held in a in a room that seems magical. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I assume that the soul stone similarly had a civilization that was built up around it that at some right. point collapsed as a result of somebody misusing it or something like that. Um, things we'll never know necessarily, but I think that that maybe that would have been the last guardian of the soul stone. And maybe they laid dormant for many, many, many hundreds or thousands of years because no one knew of them. They became lost. It's just history. all, yeah. I mean, all of that is, yeah. Viable. That's, that's the way that I view all, it. But like, still the parameters of this planet are so specific. Yeah. But, but like our, Asgardian conversation, like where is Asgard? Yeah, <laughs> what is it? But but I mean, also like I said, how people obviously come and take it. Like this happens, yeah. Because he says he has to lead people. Someone made a map. How does right. it keep getting back there? Yeah, do you? Do, is it a one-off? Because I would accept, like, um, it magically reappears when people like die or whatever. But Cap has to literally return it yeah. himself. He has to take it back physically. So it like that he has doesn't to seem take to, it back. Yeah. That doesn't and it's seem handed to, off. Yeah. That doesn't seem to be the case that it's magically reappears there. Yeah. 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 Does he just give it or to Red Skull? Sticky. Yeah. He's like, and here. Red, oh. Red Skull's like, give me a few minutes. I'm going to go put this back. I have some questions about Earth. Yeah. How did the Nazi thing So they out? put way too much, they put way too many confusing details around the device of Thanos has to give something up to get what he wants. Right, so the whole thing you is... You know what I mean? Yeah, so... They made Vormir a little more complicated when all it was was really that. Like, is there anything Thanos loves enough to sacrifice? Right. I Honestly, I like the confusing aspect of it. I like that it doesn't all add up to make sense. That's fine, It, yeah. it gives it's it a very mis- a mystical, ancient, magical kind of vibe. More yeah. so than a lot of... Like, we get stuff like that at, like, the uh, Comertage where it's like, oh, this is ancient and mystical. And then they give it some explanation where it's like... Mm. Oh, that didn't make it more satisfying. I like being well, confused by it, kind of. Because it's, it's the Star Wars thing. Everything, everything is on a specific place. Stormbreaker yeah. has to be made there. This has to be gotten here. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because it's the Soul Stone, we don't even really know what the soul is. There's no scientific Ooh. explanation for yeah. the soul. Yeah. Which philosophize like we've been philosophizing about man. it for millennia, 
and we haven't really figured it out. Right. That's okay. All right. I mean, Groot Where's has my rubber Like, I buy that. Would Vision have been snapped if he had been alive still? Yeah. Does he have a soul? Well, and that's the question about Groot being snapped is that like he's the last of his spe- of his race. Should he, only half of them have disappeared? <laughs> well, they yeah. round up. They well, round up. Yeah. <laughs> or will we find out that he's not? Because uh, somebody has already, you know, well, grown yeah. another group. Well, yeah, and I mean, I mean, the snap in general. I have a lot of questions about how that. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah. we'll spend another forty-five minutes after the episode is over talking about the snap. Well, Endgame would be the best time to talk about it because yeah, right. lots of people. Yeah, yeah, that. and we, it's like, yeah, you have to be yeah. We'll hold some of the snap conversation for Endgame. I think for sure. Um, anyway, I think it's best. Yeah, yeah. there's so, like three people that snap in that. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> it well, it's a. Uh, it's snaps. snaps. The Hulk snaps and uh, Tony snaps, right? Yeah. I, I wish someone had done the around the world snap. <laughs> yeah. Snap with attitude, man. That would have been so great. <laughs> what, it would have been, been like, so no, uh, so great. Uh. <laughs> I, I wish Thanos was the one to do it in Thor's face. Yeah. <laughs> it have been a slightly overweight African American uh, sidekick lady, <laughs> sassy. Character. Yeah. <laughs> Where uh, were we? Anyway, so all right, back on. All right, so, anyways, he sacrifices Gamora. Um, back on Earth, the Avengers arrive in Wakanda. Steve reunites with Bucky. They plan for the invasion of Thanos's uh, people. Bruce and Shuri come up with a plan to take the stone out, but it will take some time. Proxima and her army show up, and they have to defend the capital city, which is behind an energy barrier while Shuri works to remove the stone. If I were any of these Wakandan people, I'd be like, this is a robot. Let's just kill him. <laughs> Personally. Yeah. I don't know him. She's I'm not, not in love with him. So, Yeah. <laughs> He's a this robot. seems like a really big threat. Yeah. Maybe we should kill the robot. <laughs> like, guys. The robot suggested it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which makes he me seems be- cool with it. Which makes me believe it's he something seems we should do. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. We just need one vote. Uh, um, so yeah, then uh, on Nidavellir, Thor reignites the star, but the forge's iris is closed. The forge won't work. Thor decides to hold open the door. <laughs> this happens concurrently with the assault on Wakanda. Bruce gets into the Hulkbuster armor while the Wakandans and Avengers offend, defend against the assault of generic, literally faceless CGI alien monsters. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the out, the Outriders exist in the comics. They are a comic book thing. Yeah, they're like a step below the Chitauri, like you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just, but yeah, which, cannon fodder. Yeah. Which is interesting because we've seen the Chitauri. We don't see the Chitauri in this. You um, see one. Oh, we do. That's working oh, on that's Nebula. Right. She Nebula. snaps his head. Uh, but you're right, yeah. just the but one. Thanos does not have a monolithic army. He has an army from many, many. Uh, alien races. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is conquering and colonizing. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Uh, then uh, Thor holds open the iris on Nid of Alir, allowing the axe to be forged. Groot uses his own arm to create the handle. Um, Badass. Yeah. That was cool. Um, it's, it, imagine another movie where a character sacrifices their arm to make a thing. Yeah. Like, and- it, 
you don't now get the circumstances. No, you don't. It's imbued with Asgardian power, and now Stormbreaker's imbued with Groot power, the species of Groot. You know, that yeah. regenerative power, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's badass. Yeah, it is. Um, so uh, Thor opens the Bifrost, and he, Rocket, and Groot arrive in Wakanda to reinforce the Avengers. I love Thor's arrival so much. Oh, dude, the screaming in the movie theater. Yeah. Um, and Bruce, you guys are so screwed now. Yes. Um, yeah. So Sylvester's Avengers theme, we hear it when they're fighting at the train station in, where were they? Yep. Uh, Berlin. Yeah. Well, yeah. When Cap is re- Scotland. But when Scotland. Cap is revealed. Yeah. yeah the, well, that's, that's, yeah, that's the Captain America theme, though. Da-da-dun, 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 da-da-dun. Oh, you're right. You're right. That was... Um, Sorry, I interrupted, Brian. Th- that and this moment, uh, Silvestri was, th- he was like, well, why don't we just do this? And like played on his phone the themes from those movies. And everybody in the room was like, uh, I, we can't do anything else. What else would we play yeah, in this moment? You just have to play I, like the full Avengers triumphant theme. Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. Well, and this back to the like pulling the hood over our eyes to make us think, like, oh, yeah, Thor's got this. The whole time, Thor is like on a mission, singular focus, getting a Thanos killing weapon. I'm going to do this thing. He shows up triumphantly as the Avengers are on their heels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, we are now led to believe that it is in the bag. Thor is here. The gang's all back together. He's so much. We've seen Thor run headlong into battle, but usually that was his arrogance and his pride and shit. But now he's angry. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, it's not just him running headlong. It's give me the where's that fucking guy? Yeah. No, bring me Thanos. That the delivery of bring me Thanos is like, damn. Like, oh, shit, man. It's hardcore. Fuck that guy up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's never fought me before. Yeah, he has. He's never fought me twice. That's such a great line. <laughs> Back on Titan, Thanos shows up and justifies his plans. He tells them all about his his half population theory. It's some real eugenics level kind of like. Of course it is. Yeah. Ooh. Like life is not but just it's, a numbers game. This is. But it's random. This reminds me of a. Te- yeah, this re- this reminds me of a teenager who's recently gotten into libertarianism. Explaining it. <laughs> yeah, about personal freedom. Yeah. Enough to go around. Like if people starve, they starve. What can I do? Yeah. You know, like they have uh, to. Uh, yeah, yeah boots, bootstraps and shit. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. So nev- uh, Darwinism thrown in a little bit. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Nebula arrives and helps the others subdue Thanos. Um, then she she hits him with a ship. Yes, which is her move. Now she tried to hit Gamora with the ship. <laughs> That's right. I forgot she did it before. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> That's kind of ratchet. I love it. Yeah. Did she learn that from watching Rocket hit, just, just uh, hit what's his face, Ronan, with the ship? Well, you know, that's the thing is, like, if you're in trouble and you're in a car and you don't have a weapon, you have a weapon. Your weapon is the car. <laughs> like, Yeah. Remember, kids. Yeah. If someone's chasing you and you're in a car, run them over. <laughs> you're not being chased. Don't you're you. already the winner. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a dude running after you. <laughs> Uh, just remember kids the car is a death machine yeah and at this point 
Yeah. At this point, Peter Quill ruins everything. Um, Mantis is a badass. She took she she was able to subdue a celestial. She t- subdues Thanos. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite Quill improvised Quill. lines in this movie because there the, a lot of this wasn't improvised because there were so many moving parts. Um, they were improvised, like sitting in listening sessions and then ADR and that kind of thing, and mm. going back reshoots. But Peter Quill says. For the record, this was my plan. That was 100% Chris Pratt improvising that day of shooting. That's awesome. He is a, yeah. you know, I have my issues with Chris Pratt, but he is a he is a great improviser. As you, he's very funny. He's yeah. very funny and is yeah, a great. He's improviser. perfect as Peter Quill. Yeah, I, I love when people don't want a guy playing a character because he's too much like that character in right, his real right. life. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he shouldn't play. Star Lord, yeah, he is Star Lord. Absolutely, he's a little bit douchey. He's a little douchey, yeah. and he's supposed to be. And kind of dumb. Yeah, we can't. Kind there's not another Chris. You can't cast Chris Evans in every role. Exactly. And one sandwich away from being fat. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yes, exactly. He's not a threat, Chris Pratt. Yeah, he's an idiot. So yeah, Quill ruins everything. Um, Thanos um, breaks the group's hold uh, over him. Back in Wakanda, Vision's procedure is interrupted by Glaive, who uh, pulls Vision out of the building, out into the forest, where they fight. Um, uh, sorry, Rocket wants Bucky's arm. Oh, yeah, the arm He's thing. He's so obsessed with prosthetics. <laughs> like, I'm going to get that arm. He loves the idea that if you take it away, that person. Yeah. Yeah. He likes the knocking the crutches kind of. He's like a cat who yeah, just wants to humor. knock the glass off the table. <laughs> like He is, yeah. Uh, so um, on Titan Thanos uh, wounds Tony is going to kill him but Strange offers him the time stone in exchange he dropped a moon on them yeah he did wait uh, so are they on they call it Titan over and over again is it supposed to be a moon of Saturn a crashed another it's a different I don't think so I think it's a whole different planet I think yeah I think they because also timeline wise it took them so long for the 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 circly spaceship to get there yeah Um, it must have been so very far yeah I think I think I think even in the comments it was retconned quite a while ago to not be the moon of Saturn the moon of Jupiter Jupiter Saturn Saturn yeah and they would have seen the civilization. Yes, <laughs> from from Earth. We would have with noticed our, with our giant telescopes. We would have noticed that. Yes, um, uh, we're an eternal. Is from yeah. Um. So yeah. On uh. Yeah. Anyways. So Thanos teleports away to Earth after getting the final, or after not the final, but after getting um, the time stone. Strange sacrifices Tony's life, or does not ta- sacrifice Tony's life. He saves Tony's life and sacrifices the stone. Yes. Which is completely reverse what he said originally to mm-hmm. Tony on the ship. Because it was the only way. I won't hesitate to sacrifice you or the kid if yeah. in order to save the stone. And right. Tony looks so confused. This is such a great setup for the sequel because Tony has no idea what stu- what Strange saw or what he had in mind. Also, when he grabs the stone, the the time stone was hidden in the stars. It mm. was actually a star in the night sky. Oh wow! Hmm. And I, I never caught that detail. Oh right, because the other one was fake. The one in yeah. his amulet. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, when he when he grabs, I thought he just brought it out of thin air. No, he pulls it. You see it grow in size from a star in the distance. That once he moves it, that star is gone. It's a wow. subtle little That's detail. Cool. That's cool. but one of the the like the photography directors 
suggested that as an idea and they ran with it. That's awesome. Um, so, all right. Um, Another fun line that was before that, I think, was uh, when Steve meets Groot. It's like, I am Groot. I, I am Steve Rogers. That, Steve Rogers. Well, yeah, that, that super earnest hand on his chest. Too. So sincere. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. They're, yeah exactly. Because they're both very sincere, emotional beings. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, a lot. Cap is kind of a group. So much Steve, of Steve doesn't speak Groot yet. Yeah. Um, maybe never will, but <laughs> just took him at his word. Yeah. So much yeah, of this movie, so much of this movie's charm is unexpected pairings of people who um, we didn't ever think That's we'd see come together. About, baby. Yeah. Yep. S- strange alchemy is what the Russos referred to it. As. Yes. Just trying to it, find the best combinations of characters. Well, and like this, that was a stand the man thing, man. You yep. know, like. Get them together. They got you. Got to get them together. Secret Wars. Okay, that was fun. Spent a couple of years. Infinity. What you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. I mean Spider Man with the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Those right. Kinds of That's like, how I'm, you sold those books. Yeah. You know, like holy shit, they're together. Synergy. <laughs> they're always together, over and over again. Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love the um, the Footloose thing. <laughs> I mean, like, like in Footloose. <laughs> yes, yeah. just like in Footloose. He's so excited that's that still the greatest seen... movie ever. No, never. it never was. It never, it never was. Um. Just like the excitement on Chris Pratt's face that somebody else knows Footloose. <laughs> well, that they, yeah, even earlier they asked if Kevin Baker was an Avenger. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's great because of the six degrees to Kevin. Oh yeah. And then you have like a something like this where everyone, yeah. everyone. So um. All right, so uh, Thanos arrives in Wakanda. Because um, Marvel blew that game out of the water. You can't really entertainingly play Six Degrees. No, it's, it's done now. I used to play on road trips and shit. Yeah. It's like, all right, put these actors in five moves. Yeah. It's, now it's like <laughs> Infinity War. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then everything Robert Downey Jr. did before his comeback. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, all right. Uh, yeah. Chaplin. <laughs> Um, Thanos. Oh, oh, which is weird. So T- Toby Maguire is going to be playing Charlie Chaplin in an upcoming movie. I just noticed the other night that he doesn't move his mouth when he talks. I've always been looking at his surprised eyes. Toby Maguire. All these years. Yeah. Watching him. Maybe that's his Peter Parker. But I don't. That dude is so his weird. Lips barely move. <laughs> that dude is so weird. He's so weird, weird, dude. He's weird to look at. Yeah, he is. He's. He, I bet he. Yeah. Weird. He's really weird. I, he's it's like somebody's wearing a human suit. Um <laughs> that's what it's like. He's perpetually surprised. Yes. And Somebody yet, non-human is wearing a human suit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like the Nafrio men in black. So uh yeah, all right. So uh he Thanos isn't arrives in Wakanda. Um he uh barely notices Bruce in the Hulkbuster armor as he comes after him. He defeats Cap and Black Panther. Um just kind of walks through them. Vision convinces Wanda to destroy him and the Mind Stone, which she does tearfully. But then Thanos uses the Time Stone to reverse her actions and rips the stone from Vision's forehead. Uh, Thor arrives then, gets Thanos in the heart with Stormbreaker. Thanos tells him he should have gone for the head and snaps his fingers. Right. With the amount of stones that he has, even before all six are in the gauntlet, Yeah, you know, there's no other way to stop him but to decapitate him. Yeah. Should but it... Every good hero has to have that moment. Yep. 
where they talk or, for a second. The head or the hand. He could have chopped oh, the head arm. Yeah. His hand. You're right. Yeah. You're right. If he'd taken the arm off, that would have been a yeah. good move. Um, yeah. So uh, anything other than what he did. Yes. Yes. Um, Thanos uh, experiences child Gamora in some sort of mind realm for a moment and then comes back to the present. He teleports away and half of all life in the universe disintegrates, including Bucky, T'Challa, Groot, Wanda, Groot. Uh, oh my God. Falcon, Spidey. Mantis, Drax, uh, Peter Quill, Doctor Strange, who tells Tony in the last moments that there was no other way, and then Peter Parker, like you said, who falls to dust in Tony's arms. And the only one who feels it before it starts to happen to him is Peter his, because of his spider sense. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it's Mantis, heartbreaking. Mantis and, just says something is happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, Peter and Groot's, I don't know. They both hit me so hard in the gut when I saw this. Just so sad the yeah. way that Teen- Peter starts. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, and the just rocket, you know. Well, like, and this is the second time he's had to watch Groot die. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah. Um. We uh, cut back to Thanos, who finally rests, uh, looking out on a not entirely grateful universe. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, we get the credits and then in a mid credit sequence Nick Fury and Maria Hill are in New York they get dusted but Nick is able to activate a beeper just in time the beeper has Captain Marvel's logo on it which was so exciting as well yeah yep. when we saw that what's up Tobey Maguire you okay Al's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> We almost get yeah, was all mind blowing. This is the second Marvel movie where we almost get an F bomb that's cut off at the last second. Yep. We're funnier that way. Yeah. There's nothing. They didn't say word. it, but they put it in our head. Yeah. yeah. It's funnier when yeah. we say it. Um especially so, May Parker's in Homecoming. Yeah. Yes. yes. That takes it quick. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, um, on oh, the drop to the Ramones too. God, yeah, oh, and yeah. Like that the animation, you know, yeah. Um, so just I'm gonna say it because I mean it's it's what it's been brought up a lot. Why why don't you just double the resources if there's if instead of having the people double the resources? <laughs> yeah, snap your fingers so that there's no more. So. Black. The reasoning that the Russos gave in their director's commentary was because the lesson that life would learn as a result of Thanos sacrificing the other half of life that's would right. last that's would why, last longer than doubling the resources. That's why it's not dispassionate. It's yeah. self motivated. Yeah. He wants to look at see grateful universe. That's that implies that people will thank him. That that yeah. this is why so, he's a villain and not he's a villain the good guy yeah yeah well right. and they may only thank him in a million years they may not thank him today or tomorrow whereas coming if that's a part of his plan well yeah. in a in you a, know what I mean in a million it's not years, just doing it walking away with a quiet charity well but here's the thing in a million years we're going to be back to where we were population wise again and he's just that's true. 
And well, with the exception of the cultural impact that mm. people may now prepare for, like, oh, we this happened because resources are finite. We need to find a new way forward. Was kind of the way they interpreted. He them. wants Thank them to tell tales of him and sing yeah. songs of him. So Thanos is the Titan yeah. who saved the universe. He's an Old Testament kind of god. Thanos yep. saw a problem totally. and he said, "Only I can fix it." In my way. And only in my way. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. And Lars great again. Any good uh, megalomaniac psychopath, they think they're doing it for some greater good. They do think they are. They sure do. Um, What movie before did I call Marvel's Empire Strikes Back? Was that Civil War? I think so. Yeah, maybe. Probably. Yeah, if the band we, breaks I up. I think so, the, because we, we even the, mentioned... The band breaks up. But ha, ha. this, this even more so, like... It's a great movie, but such a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, it, it was There's such no a bummer. Um, I, I watched... Uh, I watched this movie after, like, immediately after our last... Our last uh, podcast recording mm. and I got to the end and like I, three times. I I could not not then go to Endgame yeah because now that we have it have because yeah. now that we have it yeah because right. I was I was bummed out I I, think I remember it's the weaker of the two now that we have I remember watching this in the theaters um and being so bummed out yeah. Yeah. It was the super... only glimmer of hope was the Captain or the Captain Marvel tease, and we hadn't gotten her movie yet. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was the closest thing to like, oh, okay. But yeah, the, the Marvel Universe had been defeated, and we all walked out feeling that way. Well, and the musical beat that they just the music that he played over the fucking credits, man. Oh like God, the yeah. Thanos theme just lingering as you're sitting waiting for a post credits scene. It lingered. It lingered so much that when I was seeing Endgame for the first time and it said five years later, I felt like I was punched again. Like, holy fuck, five years? They mm-hmm. dealt with five years of this crap? I like, cannot oh, yeah. wait for Heavy Endgame. Shit. Yeah, this, of that. this movie was like an exercise in futility. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. every that, way every way around. And we believed in the wrong From the characters. Hulk's attack in the beginning. Like, yeah. We, yeah, we're led to believe like oh, our heroes are, our heroes. They're going to do heroic now. things yeah. and they're going to win, and then they're gone. And it's just like, well, Who are shit. We left with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah I remember then, leaving the theater counting on my fingers. Who survived? Right. And you never really imagined that it would be Thor and Rocket again that like took it to another character level, or you know, yeah, yeah, just yeah. badass. Who they were left with pairing. Andrew just, Andrea just put in the chat <laughs> if if he doubles the resources that's unfair to people who had to find their own resources hashtag cancel Hashtag. student debt yep <laughs> that is the argument against that it is it is um, yeah. um, I had to have cholera got rid of half of the college graduates boom <laughs> yeah. better market did any of the original Avengers get dusted. No. I was about to say that no, was no, that yeah. was all of the original 2012 Avengers survived. The dusting. Yeah, that was by design. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um 
Yeah, because because they that it were they were still under the the uh, you know the 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 idea that those guys those six are the Avengers and everyone else is a you know um, additional Avenger. Well, yeah. and this movie they're the ones that have to pull it together. Yeah, we get a lot of Tony. This movie is very Tony centric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Tony gets the biggest emotional impact at the end. You know, of him losing Peter. Yeah. And then, of course, it ends on Cap going, oh, God. Yeah. Like, which is which is sad in itself, but it's it's a little less personal. It's a little more. He's he's warning all of these people dying around him, whereas Tony is mourning one person. But in Endgame, it's very Cap focused. Yeah. Which is kind of cool that they gave each one of them a little bit more focus in each of these movies. But we end it with Tony being the hero, you know. Right. I mean, alert. yeah, Tony kicked it off. Tony has to end it. But again, yeah. <laughs> that's that's for another movie yeah. for another time. Um, I I was actually looking and we pretty much went through all of my unanswered questions. Um, do you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about before we get on to the ranking? Uh, Xandar. We didn't really mention that he oh, yeah. stole the power stone from Xandar and um, destroyed it, and destroyed, destroyed the entirety of Xandar. That's an interesting choice because that's our formation of Nova as a character comes from that kind of moment. Um, it'll be interesting to see what that what that does. Yeah, yeah. That's never. We still haven't really gotten the fallout from Xandar being. But gone. Nova's coming. Yeah. Supposedly. Well, in Guardians 3, we'll probably touch on some of the... Well, I heard Adam Warlock will finally be... Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that was the end of 2, was we got the Adam Warlock reveal-ish. I mean, the cocoon. Yeah. Well, right, but then after... Not to jump ahead, but Eternals had that cameo at the end. Yeah. Pip and Star Fox, that brings Adam Warlock into play, and probably Nova. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see it'll be interesting to see if anything about that is in thor 4 which we actually yeah. which that trailer was amazing yeah it is and there's so much they're dealing with in that movie yeah so yeah it'll be interesting how much of the future universe goes prior to these moments that we've watched already like how much we go back and reflect on events mm. that happened yeah yeah because there's no time to yeah. do that with these yeah. series that are coming yeah yeah so well, all right, guys. You ready to go ahead and rank the movie? Sure. Yep. Try. Yeah. So, all right. Let me bring that up here. Well, it's up in the top twenty, or at least. Oh right? God, I would. At I, least. I'd say I, at I'm least. thinking top three. Yeah. I, I mean, I would. I would. So this is what we're looking at. Um, last last week we put Black Panther at six, Josh, um, cool. with uh, Jeremy. So um, right under Ragnarok. I, I would personally put it above Logan myself, but I uh, I I understand the argument that it should maybe go either below it or, you know, it's... I, you accept one or two? I can agree with number one. Honestly, I think this is better than Empire Strikes Back, which is crazy. Wow. <laughs> to, wow. To think. Well, I, don't I don't even compare them. Huh. I, yeah. I don't know if I can agree. No, better. I don't think it's better than... I don't think it's better than Dark Knight, but I'm not getting on a soapbox. I'm not going to argue. But it, it would be fine at number one. It makes sense for what we do here. Al, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, it's at least 
better than Civil War. Yeah. Um. Arguably. Uh, I I could comfortably let it sit at number one for a little while. <laughs> yeah, Have you ever been uncomfortable in one of these? And how long did it last? Well, if it lasts more than four hours. Um, <laughs> so you took the rankings too seriously? <laughs> all right. So, all right. So we're all in agreement. Number one's cool. I, I'm still uncomfortable that Orgasmo is not at number one. All right. We're oh. putting Infinity War at number I'm sorry. One. <laughs> Never want to talk about it. There's no need to be uncomfortable. Life is incredibly short. Look, I, I'm seeing a psychologist about that. Yeah. About my, yeah. about Orgasmo. About the rankings. <laughs> All right. All right. So um, that is it. We've got a new number one, Infinity War, going at number one on our big silly list. Um, that means we're drawing a close to this week's movie, and we will be looking forward to next week's movie. Um, next week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are going to be watching Deadpool 2. <laughs> That's fun. Cool. Luck is a superpower. <laughs> yes, it is. <sighs> and Thanos is back as a yeah. guy. Brolin without that nutsack of a chin. Yeah, that's right. Brolin, Brolin, Brolin. I, I've, actually, I've actually been saving my viewing of Deadpool 2 for like the podcast. Oh, you haven't watched oh. it yet. Oh. I have not seen it yet. Um, I think, I think before it, I was just lazy and didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> but now, but now for purpose. Yeah, I've turned all my lazy into choices for yeah. reasons. It sits better. Reasons, um, but for reasons now. Yeah. Now I have reasons. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, that is next week. That is next week on Harmless Phosphorescence. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. Uh, This has been your host, Throw Smiley. I bid you farewell and good luck, morons. (laughs) I forgot to write any down. So I'm Josh CC, and Shy (laughs) Glizzy says, go for the head. (laughs) Let me just say if aliens wind up implanting eggs in my chest or something and I eat one of you, I'm sorry. I'm Brian Lush. All right. I'm Alaric Weber, and my movement is so slow that it's imperceptible. That is, that's, that is that's way too yeah. close to home. Way too is true. That a, is that a Zargnet now? real. Happy yeah. to see it. No, it's a Skriddle. All right. Thanks. And if you have something you're trying to get to on time. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.